in Podcast Detroit, recording live. Prepare yourself for a hoppy drive. If you're chilling at home, pop that crowler and just kick back for the next two hours. It's the end of the week, so here's to the weekend. It's Better on Draft with Rob, Matt, Nick, and Ken. And we are live, episode 164, Better on Draft podcast. My oh. name is Ken. Uh. We are back in the studio. I'm back in command. Uh-oh. We are good to go. Matt's doing some dancing. That's my phone playing the music again. <laughs> it's like I haven't done this a hundred times. Have you not done this before? Uh, yeah, well, I not been here in a while. Well, then again, I'm moved from so. mic 7 to mic 8, so now i got to... I'm right here. I'm back. Go. Hello. Mute your phone. I, I did. Damn it, Patty. No. Was that you or no, that? No, that was me. That was me. So oh. Don't blame Hi, me. guys. Hi, it's easier everybody. to blame you. Guess oh, who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Kenny's back. Tell oh, a friend. That's right. <laughs> hey, Patty. Kenny's back. That's, that's where Hi, I'm Patty. Back. I saw her today. Today's her anniversary. So, uh, oh, congrats, right. Patty and Ken. Yes. But not you, Ken. Not me. Ken uh, Sr. Ken Jr. The original Ken. Oh, yeah. The original Ken. You're a little loud. There we go. Sorry. I think it's because <laughs> I have two mics on you and you're trying to talk into both. So I got eight off now. Yeah. Anyways, Matt, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry. No. I'm doing well, Ken. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What are you drinking over there? Um, I've got my, my DV, per use, my Diet Verners. Oh, uh, yes. And um, <laughs> Nick, the original gangster from Sheboygan uh, Brewing Company, left me some uh, fresh blood orange honey over at Embrew out in Ferndale. Okay. Nice. So he told me to go ahead and make a stop, and I gladly did, because... Anytime I get this stuff in my mouth, I'm happy. He really twisted your arm on that, huh? Yeah. Of course he did. Um. Although, a two-pack, Nick. What kind of shenanigans are you trying to pull now? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Sheboygan Brewing Company. Beggars can't be choosers, right? Um, yeah. No, it's your desert island this, beer anyway. This might be the fr- – oh, no, maybe. No, this is this is still my favorite beer. It will always shall be. Have you ever had that, this? I've not had that one. Oh. <laughs> I had the, the blueberry cream. So there you much go. There you go. Um, yeah, and then you know, just smashed a Red Bull, so I'm going to be all over the place tonight. <laughs> oh, so. boy. Sorry in advance. Not to be confused with any other night that you're all over the place. How's how's Arizona? It was a lot of fun. Yeah? It was a lot of fun. I flew in on Friday, and we recorded two episodes of Better On Draft there. So we did episode 163 and a half, whatever. Uh, 163 and a half, that was with the Shop Beer Co. over in Tempe, Arizona, which was a really good episode. Dan and I were doing that. And then we have an episode coming out later this week. For episode 164 and a half, which we interviewed Eric from Tap That AZ, which is the Arizona Craft Beer Podcast. The only one that I think any of they, they have there. It's not to be confused with Michigan, where they usually, <laughs> we have a few in here, but not as good as us, obviously. So Phoenix was a lot of fun. Got to go to a lot of places. Beer was really cheap down there. Oh. Every brewery I went to, the most <clears throat> most expensive pints were typically 4 to $5. Jesus Christ. Oh. And I'm like, wow. is this happy hour pricing? They're like, No. So it was very interesting interview. If you go check out 163 and a half, you'll learn. Oh, we're pulling something. Uh, you'll learn. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, God thank you. It. You were that damn Red Bull. We're able to get the interview. Everything was good. And that's really it. Rob, what's going on? Uh, you know, usual. The usual. Hanging out. <laughs> Watching know. the game. Yeah. Drinking a game, bud. Drinking a bud. Playing True. Nintendo. Yeah, True. that that actually reminds me. I I have a uh, I have some Nintendo trivia questions that I have to finish up writing this weekend. Oh, fun! So um, yeah, yeah. Basically, we're we're setting up to do a, a Nintendo theme night. So are you gonna oh. have a, a reference to the Wiz Kid? Of course. Oh gosh. Of course, but it can't be that obvious. You know, I got to go like back and just like you know 
pre actually getting to I the contest. Be confused with current Nintendo trivia than past Nintendo trivia. Uh, like which NFL athlete was paired with the Michael Jackson glove experience? <laughs> I don't even know that. Ndamukong Sue. <laughs> when he was a lion, his, oh did the whole ESPN thing, and he had the glove, uh, and he was doing uh, all. See, I can't, and that's the, that's the problem because I have to I have to stick with the demographic, and I, I can't I can't write a whole bunch of. You know, 1984 blowing on cartridge Nintendo questions. No, you're not supposed to blow on the cartridge. I know you're not, but I mean, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I have a T-shirt of Link with the cartridge, like he's treating it like the uh, like a Ocarina um, of Time. Yeah, like Ocarina, and nice. he's just sitting there and he's blowing <laughs> on the cartridge. So that's I, awesome. I, I got a little bit of work to do on that, but yeah, no, that's just me. So uh, I'm hanging out right now with a back masking from Three Floyds. You're welcome. And uh, Oddside Ales, uh, Bourbon Babel Wishes and Pecan Dreams. Both Thanks, of those. Robert Leach. Yeah, no, that was terrible. <laughs> like, I'm so congested right now. I can't do a proper Robin Leach right now. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> that wasn't anybody. I know it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it to Robin. Nick, what, uh, what yeah. are you sipping on? Uh, I, got, I brought the back masking in, and then I brought the, uh, the Oddside Bourbon Babel Dreams. And then uh, our, ho- our our guest brought some Hofbrau in. Hofbrau. Now, is that what you thought was going to entice me, or do you think is the uh, the Natterdays are for the boys? <laughs> we, you, you saw what was in the fridge. The freezer? Yeah, I saw every freezer. a lot that of things pack? in the freezer. Yeah, the six pack in there for later. Dude, I would drink that warm. <laughs> you could put that in the fr- you could put that in the microwave. What did I tell you? What you, did I you tell you? You could put that in the microwave for ten seconds, I and I would help crush getting that. it. Oh, I was like in awe. Just, It'll be amazing. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It'll be like anybody drink Mio by chance? Yeah, I used to drink what Mio. The, 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 the water enhancer. It's the no. It's the caffeine water thing. It's a little. It's, it's, it's like a squeeze a, bottle. It's like a three dimensional guitar pick that has like syrup in it that's like caffeinated. Uh, Mio. Mio. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I, I was like it's a water he, enhancer. I was I was hearing like like but it's also like Mio. but it's energy <laughs> water enhancer. Yeah. Yeah. So I just imagine that's what it t- tastes like. It's gonna be like Mio and, and Natty. I remember there was a St. Patrick's St. there was a St. Patrick's Day where I got like a a green apple, one of those. So anytime I would go to the party pump and I would put the weathered bush light or whatever, <laughs> that, that's how you made green beer that day. It was the coolest kid in school. With Mio, there you go, green apple Mio. No. So we have a guest, Ken. We do have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself as you take a sip? Yeah, I'm Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Hey. <laughs> Jenna, what would you say you do here? No. Uh, what, what do you actually do? Uh, why did we bring you in here? Kind of explain well, your whole... It's kind of our fault. <laughs> no, it's, we're, we're trying to, okay. to get to know her a little bit. What, yeah. what is it that you do that brought us to you in regards to, like, on Instagram? Like, how did you get started? Like, tell us kind of like your, not maybe elevator pitch story, but Origin a little bit. Story. Origin story. There, there you go. go. The one that says, I don't know much about fantasy. I don't. I've seen one. Story. I saw one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go on. Um, well, I have a beer Instagram called The Brew Locker. And Matt reached out to me for the Michigan My Beer box. Mm-hmm. So that kind of started it all, I guess. <laughs> well, started, you were doing stuff the longer than two months ago right. when we first started the Michigan Beer Box. So what yeah. kind of got you into taking photos of beer? Um, what got you into craft beer, like that that kind of stuff? Well, I think I went into a world of beer like six or seven years ago Mm. in Ann Arbor. 
just to so kind actual of world of beer, not like yeah. Mary Poppins. Hey, I'm in a world of, of beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but kind of essentially because they have like 300 on tap or whatever. It's insane. Mm. Yeah. But I went into one and just wanted to try some cool stuff with some cool names because I drank like vodka and cranberry juice before that and I hated beer. And I kind of <laughs> wanted to branch out a little bit. That was going to be my uh, follow-up is what were you drinking prior to that visit? So. But what kind of vodka? I always wanted... It didn't matter. Oh. Five o'clock? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, no. Eight bucks for a handle. <laughs> That's a weekend. Well, what would you, what would you say is better, five o'clock or pop-off? Eight dollars for a handle, yeah. It's all I'm not talking about price point. It does... You mix it with enough Kool-Aid, it doesn't matter what, what brand it is. Yeah, it's whatever. Oh, believe me. I know. College frat boy right here. I know. Trust me. I know. Yeah, we, I played the same game, but I went yeah. to a real school. <laughs> oh. Can we mute him because he doesn't think Wayne State's a it's real school? a real school. It is a You live with your parents and you drive downtown. That's I didn't live with school. my parents when I went there. You could, though. Not, You're right, I could. Yeah, exactly. Can, can we get I, off the failing to launch here and get back to Jenna's story? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Continue, Wolverine. It's okay. I went to uh, World of Beer. <laughs> And um, just tried some stuff, and I think the first thing I tried was a 60-minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Oh, oh damn. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a bold start. Yeah, yeah. It is. Wee bit heavy for me. You know, I was <laughs> kind of like, ah, yeah. you know, a little tough. First and, craft beer was an IPA. Mm-hmm. And then I tried, I think it was Java Mint, mm. Java Mint Stout. Uh, that Java was, Chip Mint Stout. Uh, I think that's Right, right Brain. Right brain. Yes. And it, like, changed my world. I was like, there is a whole new world out here mm-hmm. of beer. I love coffee. Okay. I love chocolate. And it, put it in a beverage. It's fantastic. Pulls out a flying buffalo. Rob just pulls out the, is that the regular one? That is the Great Lakes. Oh, that's the Great Lakes coffee? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Great Lakes. Yeah. So. so we're sad. What's that? <laughs> said we're set. Yeah, I know we're we're good, and we got all the stouts in the world. Anyway, um, so you go to World of Beer. Not really a big fan of beer. Was it just the 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 idea of wanting to just break away and try something different? And yeah. It, to go there, I mean, because I mean, me, I, I'll start with mine. You know, I drinking the the Smirnoff Ices and the Triple Blacks. That's how I got my start in the. Drinking, oh Someone gosh! Oh, ice, my thing went oh, oh man, no. we'll get we'll get to you in a minute. Um, <laughs> did you go to World of Beers by yourself, or did you go with a group of friends? No, there was a group of friends. Group of friends. Mm-hmm. Did they kind of like say, "Hey, while we're going to this this cool beer place, come with us," Is, or did you say, or did you just come up with it on your own? I don't like, think I came up with it. Okay, I don't really remember. But there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of beers. Eight years ago, yeah, yeah no, we there's were, a lot of beers had that night. Yeah, I, you I know, know I I worked in Ann Arbor and okay. lived around the vicinity, so okay. downtown Ann Arbor was a lot of fun at that time. Still is a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but sure. um, we just decided to head over there and try some things, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of took off from there and. I, I know that I don't like IPAs really okay. anymore. Um, love lagers, okay. ales, fruit beers. Fru- okay, so, so love fruit beers. So co- anything with coffee, anything with chocolate, or well, or the mix or the mixture of both, mm-hmm. and fruit beers. Yeah, those are your so those are so your but, stouts I mean, and fruit beers. I'm are... not really picky. I'll drink anything. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the smorgasbord <laughs> of stuff on the table, plus what you have for us a little bit later on, um, that's going to be really really interesting. Um, we did have another guest come in. Shut up, John Pipe and Brock. <laughs> Shout out to John Pipe and Brock. John Pipe and Brock. 
How you doing, Good. buddy? How's it going? Hi. Your was, mic's hot. You're good to go. I was just wandering by and I thought, hey. <laughs> I was just in the neighborhood. I wonder if these guys have a hot meal. <laughs> you know, uh, to be honest, I'm surprised you no. knew what time we started. He did. He <laughs> <laughs> I had to double check with Matt. Twice. <laughs> oh, well, uh, welcome back. You're drinking a PBR. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> How's that tasting over there? Oh, it's always lovely. I, I've seen you drink worse. It's okay. Worse and better, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> how you doing? What's new with you? What's going on? What's what's? Do you have new any idea how many times you've been on the show at this point? I, I would say at least three or four times. No, I think I think he's on five or six. Is he on five or six? At he might least, be the he yeah. might be the the first six timer club. Should he might be the Steve should, Martin of Better on Draft. That's of, why I wore a suit coat tonight. I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is looking know, rather snazzy right now. I'm, feel that. Feel that. That that shit this is so beautiful. Oh, Who's like, Whose tablecloth did you murder for this suit coat? <laughs> Whose grandma oh is out God. of tablecloth right now? Rob? I, hey. Well, Matt, this, Sunday this, dinner, you're going to be eating on a bare wood table. What so. else is new? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Does uh, this not say, like... European grandma dining table right now. Like, there are, are there matching doilies in your pocket for like a, a handkerchief? Oh my god! I'm thinking more like seventies tweed. Seventies yeah. tweed. <laughs> I don't know. Are you not wrong with that. I think yeah. John likes it. I, I think yeah. the jacket just pretty much just says. Hey, if he likes it, a it's a good jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're branching away from right. bearded jackets now, huh? It yeah. cost me four ninety five. Don't worry about what it looks like. I think it's delicious. <laughs> okay. Uh, well. okay. And John's cut off. Nothing wrong yeah. with that jacket. You doing uh, all no, right? John's just getting started. I'm doing great. Good. 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 Glad to see you. You too. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been about, what, alive. a week and a half or so. Well, for us, for us, oh. not for your fans here at Better On Draft to tell you to no shut up. fans here. <laughs> oh, you, you've got plenty of fans. People people bring you up every time, you know, not you, every time, but, yeah. you know, there, there are times where people Once will be a like, month. yeah, about John Pipenbrock, shut up, John Pipenbrock. Usually, yeah. it's, usually yeah. it's in the break when it's not on air, but you're, you're at least the topic of conversation every other week. Oh, that's perfect. So. Well, you, you were like the Carmen San Diego of the beer industry for the last <laughs> you, year. So. You are. You are. It's exactly what you are. Well, it that combined strong. with the fact that I'm constantly battling graffiti in the bathroom at uh, Baffin, you know. You're not. Ba- it, I mean, it's not my graffiti. I'm the one that it's just. Not, you know, it's not a battle anymore, though. I really like the message that's been up there for the last couple of weeks. It was the only piece of of chalk graffiti left in the men's room once they removed the chalk. And all it said was. Where are you, John Pipenbrock? We miss you. And, of course, my name is spelled wrong because it was this guy that wrote it. It might have been. But... So today I found one of Matt's pieces of chalk in the bathroom, and I just wrote underneath it, I'm here every day. Where are you, Matt? Um, well, I'm not – I don't like long lines. And then a minute and a half later he walks in the front door. They said my name three times, so I just showed up. He's Beetlejuice, I'm telling you. <laughs> Without the snazzy suit, you have the snazzy suit. Oh, that's right. Beetlejuice did have a dope suit. He did. He did. So, Jenna, what is your go-to beer currently? Like, what kind of style? What brewery? Like, what is what's in your refrigerator right now? Well, <laughs> what's, what, what's not fridge. in your refrigerator <laughs> right. right now? Yeah, it's in my fridge. Is giveaway beer that I just won. So, hey. Nice. Uh, but very cool. Um, my go-to is Oddside Ales Bean Flicker. Solid, uh, very yeah. solid. I yes. love that beer. I can drink it anytime. Mm-hmm. It's good in the morning too. Wes. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, you mentioned you're a coffee drinker, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, that definitely fits right in. You just grab the Griffin Claw 
Uh, the Great Lakes, yet. the Great Lakes coffee. Is this one? Is this something that you've had? Mm-mm. So, no, no, I've not had it yet. No, so, um, Rob, you introduced this to us on one of your first on one of your first few shows with us. Jeez, that was like what episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it was like, I think it was like twelve or thirteen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was a while ago. Uh, opened my eyes mm-hmm. to you know, uh, you know we talk about you talk about chasing beers on Black Friday. That is my. I mean, this that's this, the one I'm chasing. I mean, it is, is is Griffin Claw. You know, I just, I'll just that's have, just my personal. I'll just have Kyle come to us. You know, like okay, this fine. Year. I mean, yeah, we haven't had Kyle on in a while. Uh, so we had him on in November. <laughs> yeah, on Black Friday. He oh, came the, on and brought all these. He brought all, all he brought the all, all, We yeah. almost died. We almost died. Damn, yeah, that's the first that time I've ever bad. had an Uber from like Uber home from this show. Wow, that's that how uh, messed up. Well, because he also brought, I which I actually have a can idiom. of that I wanted to drink. That's three Scrooges. Okay, uh, three apparently Scrooges. Three, three Scrooges. Yeah. He brought idiom too. In the ever so, effervescence, uh, evanescence, bring no. me to life. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> nice. Hard. John's just shaking his head. No, we're not going there. I was say, but you don't want an evanescence style beer. Nope. Oh, that's it. Like simply a, put, would you paramour it with other things? Oh, Whoa. Oh, okay. All right. So Please. that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was so, terrible, but good. So let, let's get back to your, Jenna. Let's get back to your Instagram. What you do with craft beer? What got you going? You know, we, we we got a couple of friends that have been on the show. A couple of guests have been on the show that used Instagram as their platform for craft beer. We've Shout had. Out to uh, yep. Urban beer, urban beer, urban beer snob. Oh yeah, yep. You don't know her? Okay. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, she she was she we had a lot of fun on that show. That was in the Detroit studio. Yep. What kind of got you starting to use Instagram as a platform for showing your craft beer story? I guess. Well, I started it in I think July of last year, okay. and Instagram is such a fantastic platform in general to market anything really mm. um not that i'm trying to like market my beer that i'm drinking i'm drinking it and sure. i'm posting about it whatever but i <clears throat> since i i take a picture of every beer i drink mm-hmm. and i rate it on untapped i write a little blurb about it on there as well just like what i think about it and i was like why don't i like post about this okay not that i thought it would ever go anywhere really i mm-hmm. was hoping it would but i didn't anticipate it okay um, but I just started posting and didn't really take it seriously until mid-September. Okay. And um, I learned a lot from <clears throat> my friend who has a teaching uh, fashion Instagram. And okay. she taught me a whole lot of tips and tricks on how to gain a lot of followers like organically. And I took it and I ran with it. And now I have like 77,000 it, all just all within a, just last few months. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. And I'm I'm looking at it right now. Seven thousand one hundred eighty three. Nice. Ayo. Which that's a hell of a lot more than where we are. <laughs> I was gonna say, bro, uh, Rob, you I, could take I, some I, lessons. Yeah, from her I could take yeah, some, I could take some lessons. You. I could definitely take some lessons because I definitely. I'm not sure I was even hired, man. <laughs> we just haven't had the oh, heart to tell you. Oh, you just showed up just like me. I mean, we just haven't changed the password yet. We've got we've got over just over ten percent of what she's got. <laughs> we had to give away a gift card to get some of those people. Aww. By the way, that was mailed on Monday. So, if the Tauntaun arrived in Midland, he has his gift card. Tauntaun. Yeah, you know those things from Star Wars. Yeah. 
Oh, Tauntaun. Tauntaun. Tauntaun? That's your second sci-fi reference today, and you were talking early about not knowing That doesn't count as a reference because he didn't say it right. I'm about to say, that sounded like We're not Tauntauns. You're not from Boston. Come on, Maki. I don't know. Come on, Nikki. It's T-A-U-N-T-A-U-N. Yeah, it's Tauntaun. Tauntaun. Okay, Donnie. Don't forget where you parked your car on the way to the bath. It's a wicked pisser. Bringing it back to the conversation (laughs) here. Yes, please. Was there like a post or something like that that kind of like sparked it? Or has it just been a natural growth for the entire time? Because a lot of people, you usually have that... Um, you know, kind of like a going viral type moment where there's a lot of people that'll show up because you had a, a funny tweet or a funny Instagram post. Was there a post that helped you explode and get a little more notoriety, or yeah, was I think there? So. Do you know which one it was? I do. It's one of me. It's one of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just saying. So I, I, well, I was talking Giants to these guys. To I was talking to these guys earlier because I feel like such a grandpa when it comes to Instagram because I have no idea what's going on. So yeah. there was there was a time where it said you tagged uh, the Better on Draft Facebook page, and I'm like, how do I look at this? And I spent a good twenty <laughs> minutes trying to figure this out today. No, this was this was yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, I think yeah, it was I, in my story. I had no idea yeah. what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm messaging them too, and I'm like, "How do I? How do I do something? Like, how do I send a message in this thing?" And they're like, "I, I, I don't think anybody knew how to explain it to me because well, I think it's I, supposed I think, to be so easy." Did, did they think they were talking to me at first? Because that sounds like. <laughs> Guys, how do I do this thing here? Well, the thing is, is that first of all, I learned you couldn't do like 80% of the things on Instagram if you're on just the regular website. No, nobody. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. Do you do Snapchat on the website as well? Um, I I know like how to work Snapchat, though. It's pretty easy. I didn't know how to use filters for like a year. It's. Okay, you know we're gonna we're gonna have a workshop after the show. A workshop. It's just gonna kind of go over the whole thing. Oh god. Um, (laughs) That's if you know she isn't sick of us at that point. (sighs) But literally, it's photos and and DMs. That's all it is. And you just gotta get used to it. Like get used back to the bare essentials. I I posted for a week and a half, and I got bored. I'm like, this is really. Stupid. It does get kind of monotonous, scrolling through and double tapping and scrolling. And double tapping. What does double tapping do? Favoriting, it, it likes it, like yeah, like that or favorite. I mean, it's, it's got to, <laughs> it, it, it got to a point where all of my hashtags, I keep them on Google Keep, just so that when I do a post, I just go to Google Keep and just. Copy, copy all paste. of my hashtags and I just have throw the them same in there. Thing. They're in my notes, and I copy and paste. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But one, do you not need to like? This is an Instagram question. Like, I always feel like well, if I don't brought an Instagram person on here, so I guess if I don't like hashtag beer and like click the the beer hashtag, no, it still works. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just so, copy and paste, and you can still click the hashtag, and okay. it'll still work. Well, my life, I just saved like thirty minutes of my world. <laughs> like, copy and paste them, and you're gonna save. What are you gonna well, do with all that time you just acquired? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Write more shit on the walls of Baffin. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Likely so. You know what? No, I'm going to take it to JMX now. Uh, All right. I'm okay with that. So, so, Jenna, the brew locker, where did that name come from? Like, what what, what, what sparked that name? What, 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 how did that come about? Well, I was at work, and I was trying to think of, like, a clever name mm-hmm. that had beer in it. And isn't there, like, a movie that's called The Hurt Locker? There or is. Something? Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah. Well, that's about, like, PTSD. 
<laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> okay. It <laughs> and is, I'm just like, so, mm. it, it is a good movie. It is a, it is a, it's a great it's movie. It's a great movie. It's very, like, touching and, like, it's, it is, it is well, a, it's very, like, like Otis. Sp- it's like Milo and Otis, but, like, for adults. What? What? Oh, what are you talking Have you not seen The Hurt Locker? Yes. yes. It's very, like, So there's a profound. dog and a cat in it? It's, but, like, <laughs> if you're, like, the Milo and Otis that you were, that you watch as a child, the Hurt Locker is like an adult version of you. Like, cat, you get right? all those yeah. Yeah. How about how about it's uh, the, it's the, Homer, pug, the little about Homer pug Bound? dog and same cat, thing. Yeah. Or Homeward Bound, same movie. Well, geez, the Incredible man. Journey. I mean, there's no journey in the Hurt Locker. Anyway, <laughs> no, but Homeward well, Bound. It's, it's an existential Nicholas. Yeah. It's there, an existential journey. Anyways. There is no journey, but there is a Jeremy. So, so you. Wow, that's. You really run with it, didn't you? <laughs> I had to. <laughs> so you were nice. looking for a name with beer in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You thought that's, about Hurt Locker, and you kind of figured. Well, I wanted like something to do with like a fridge, you know, because mm. you put beer in your fridge. Or, mm. or my closet if you're me. But you know. <laughs> okay, that's weird. But <laughs> yeah, well, right. I don't have any room in the fridge, so it has to go in the, in the, in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing I, I with the fridge have, worked. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I was like the brew locker, mm-hmm. the beer mm-hmm. locker, and I was like brew locker sounds better. It just kind of rolls and it sounds like good. Brian it's aesthetically Erlocker. pleasing. Brian Urlacher. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can we just mute him now? For you the rest have of to sorry, sorry. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> so what was the first beer that you reviewed? Do you remember? Like the first like, like when you felt like this was a serious thing? The first like, was there like a point where you started serious taking thing or when I like. Like started my Instagram. like when you started it, you probably thought, "Ha ha, I'm gonna take photos and see what happens." And then when you got serious about it, you probably started putting more thought and effort into yeah, like the I, tasting notes. Yeah. And it's not like this is fruity, three stars. Like, what was that beer that maybe not the first one, but that really had the biggest impact on you? Boy, I don't remember the the one that kind of changed my Instagram was um, I think I was at. The Jolly Pumpkin in Ann Arbor, and I didn't even have a beer in my hand. It was just, like, the menu and me, like, smiling and not looking at the camera or anything. Uh, But after that one, I started taking it more seriously, and I think just in the last couple of months, um, even though I know, like, September to now really isn't that long of a time, but in the last, like, few short months, I've really started kind of trying to use better words and not keeping it so short. I mean, they are short. My captions are usually short because mm-hmm. attention spans of people are so yeah, quick. True. Yeah, like yeah. 0.2 seconds. So, I mean, the shorter the better in some aspects. But sure. I try to keep it short, but I want to keep it intriguing as well. And I try to use good words for that, I guess. What's the best beer that you've had in the last six months? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, even more Jesus, more maple Jesus. <laughs> Double barrel Jesus. Yeah. Why don't you just do the last month? Six months. Yeah, I yeah. can't Six remember. Well, it, oh, okay. It was, I mean, I mean she, that's her time frame of Instagram. So, like, what do you think is the best beer that you had maybe in 2018? How about that? Is that even is that worse? No, I think that's fair. Like, if you had to only have one beer for the rest of your life. Bean flicker. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, she's drinking that in the morning. Oh, what? Wait. That's the breakfast beer. Last week, Mm -hmm. I had Founders Blushing Monk. Oh. Which has made a return. Oh, my God. (laughs) She was beautiful. And I loved her. (laughs) Now, you're. That did come back, didn't it? Yes, it did. Oh, it's still available at the Detroit store. It's uh, all over. It was there yesterday. You can go to Little Tony's. 
in, in uh, there is another stores. place you can go. I, I was going to say I'm go to Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills. Probably that's what I thought. <laughs> just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Go say hi to Jack. What they up, actually Jack? have a uh, uh, a decent tap list over on. They always have a decent tap list, but over at Best their. <laughs> Yeah, over on their their little growler fill station, a lot of really really good sneaky good beers mm-hmm. over there. Definitely not a place you would think, and you you kind of have to go in the back there. It, it's not a apparent until you kind of go through all the beer back there to see that there is an entire growler fill station over there. So yeah. go say hi to Jack, check it out. Soon to be Howler Station. Soon to be Howler Station. Just a little FYI. Oh, you know more you than I do. Crowler. Uh, well, or yeah, crowler. but well, eight ounces. For That's what? Not a how how big? Quart- eight ounces. Eight ounces. I have no idea what that is. A howler is thirty-two. Right. A crowler would be a can. So be a crowler would be a thirty-two ounce can. can. A crowler and a howler are the same. Yes. yes. One's a can. One's a glass bottle. Yeah. Well, what would be like a, a pint of a prowler? That's a prowler. So we're talking prowler. Prowler. No, it's prowler, and yeah. I should have trademarked that term because I'm literally the first person in the country so to use that. Go to the, hey, go other to the, than go Chevy? to the TTB now that it's open. Hey, <laughs> go trademark Quowler because Quowler is going to be the next thing. The eight ounce Qu- can. Quowler. Quow- <laughs> Quarter Quowler. No, shut up. No, no, no. That's yeah, I'm going to have to agree so with John Piper Rock yeah. on this one. Shut up, Matt Bush. I tell you shut what. Up. Be quiet. We, you heard it here first. Quowler. Quowler. You sound like it's also you the have last place you ever Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like Quinn You guys want a Quowler? <laughs> quowler? We'll, 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 we'll workshop it after the show when we've had a few more in us. Quowler? Mm. We're yeah, done. I feel like you're, you're, you're done. You're done. Just, just, you're done. Matt, just, just stick to naming the beers. Don't, don't worry about How, what cans are. When was your World of Beer trip? Like, what year was that? Because uh, you were drinking vodka cranberry, so you were at least, you know... Of drinking of I age, so you were drinking prior. Oh, I was probably like twenty-two or three. I don't know how old Maybe. you are. I'm twenty-eight. So, okay, <laughs> that that helps a little bit. So 2013. So that's kind of like when the the giant, not in a bell curve, but huge growth in regards to craft beer. <laughs> that's because probably you, what sparked my interest. You weren't going back back in 2013. There's so many breweries that you can name right off the top of your head that doesn't exist in 2013 from. Drafting Table, Draft Horse, Eternity, Ascension, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan. <laughs> Downey. Downey, Deer, like all these breweries didn't exist to where your choices were literally Fort Street, Liberty, Coonan, Coonan, Dragon Rochester Mills. I mean, and Black Lotus. That's kind Sher- of really. Sherwood, was Sherwood open at that time? Sherwood, Sherwood was. was. They were still fairly new. At water? Yeah, water. Royal Oak. water, Detroit Beer Company, mm-hmm. Lilies, Bastone. Jeez, okay. okay, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's more. I, I didn't yeah. want to but go through every single one of them. But there's at least two to three times as many now. At least. More than that. We were talking. I'm, I'm talking just in the hyper-local area. In the at hyper-local, least. yeah. So yes. when uh, North Center Brewing opened in 2015. Don't look at me. I believe it's 2015. <laughs> uh, Love you, Kevin. Thank so. you. So when they opened, Thank they Kevin. were brewery number like 154. In the state. Wow. And we're over 300 we're, now. Like 330? We're at like 400. No, we're, we're at We're pushing. Four. pushing we're, we're, we're near right 360, that. 370 if you include duplicates as well as production-only facilities. Which you can yeah. find okay. at Better on Draft forward slash MI Beer Map. Yes. MI Beer Map. Uh, that would tell you where all the breweries are that are opening as well as open. So you can check out, see what's going on, what's new. What What's the closest brewery to you? Uh, Fort Street Brewing. In Lincoln Park, 
which is like Ohio rest and hops rest and hops they're closed <laughs> now but no they're not no no they what? were supposed to close in like august and every time yeah. i drive by there there's an open sign and i'm like what's going on do you think they would not have turned off that light or <laughs> they, they still post on their it's like all the bazaars in hamtramck they just leave the open sign on because that was their their swan song was the summer beer fest they were like you know we're not making any more beer that we have the beer for the yeah. beer fest I tr- had their beer because I'm like, oh, you guys are going to be done. There's no more chance of having any of your beers. But, yeah, I thought Fort Street was closed because you have Sports Brew Pub down there as well. Sports Brew Pub? Yes. Sp- Wyandotte. Yeah, it's in Wyandotte. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you heard of? Three Nick Scoreboard. Three Nick Scoreboard's down there. That's a yep. great beer store. Beer uh, bar. Beer bar, yep. Now, oh, the broadcast booth. It's not a brewery, but it's Oh, a- Allen Park. Yeah. Yeah, right there yeah, at Allen uh, at Allen Southfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That place is really cool. It's like a little hockey bar. If you guys like hockey, I I do like hockey. They have like helmets and a bunch of hockey memorabilia and I'm, stuff. I'm That's not really as cool. much as the a... Oak Cafe, best burgers oh, down the, river. The Oak, jeez, why well, I've like completely just blanked on that. The Oak, that was the best both. bar burgers down river and an amazing selection. Yes, Mil- better than Miller's. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Before before we take a break, I, I guess that it kind of sparked a little question that I want to ask you guys in regards to going to a bar. Like, does the Accoutre Mall on the wall like really help sell the bar, or is it just kind of like something to look at for three seconds and leave? Because you go to so many of these bars, like you'll go to a bar and it'll have signed. Patrick Waugh versus Mike Vernon, you know, photo, photography, <laughs> right. the, the fight. Or you'll have, you know, Claude Lemieux versus Darren McCarty. Chris Draper. Uh, not that one. Oh. I don't think Chris Draper fought that, Claude that, Lemieux. Well, no, I'll say got, that was a little one sided. He just got put in the boards. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are all these things that you see. Does it affect, like, oh, I want to go there because I want to see what kind of cool shit they have? Or it's just like. Because you, you mentioned it, oh, you know they have all the stuff on the wall, the hockey gear that you can see. I just, I just don't. I think it's a, kind of a waste of money. Coming from a female perspective, I like to look at it. Okay. You know, if it if it's if it looks nice when I walk in the door, it, I enjoy it. It's not like I'm going to stare at it the whole time and just <laughs> gaze upon it, and you know. Like for me, I just think there there are some bars that take it maybe a little too far and I have agree too much on the mm-hmm. walls. Um, the Applebee's <laughs> effect. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just gonna use that exact term. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're they're co- it's it's almost like just like too much clutter. Like yeah. you wouldn't want your walls at home to look like that. I, I mean, disagree. I disagree. Well, what? I, I mean, think the, if you the, have a man cave, that's what you want your man cave to look like. Sure. Like just you want those signed jer- you know you want the signed jerseys because when you have a man cave, a man cave. Yeah, is but like I don't. I, I want to still right? see my wall. I don't want to see like the entire. Yeah, I spent money on nice paint, man. I want to see them walls. It's drywall <laughs> in a basement. I mean, hey, hey, you know, you know where where my fan affiliation is, and you know, I if if it were up to me, I would have the family room just be all decked out Pittsburgh Steelers stuff. Oh, gosh, but mute him too. I want to see the damn walls as well. I, I want to see. I don't want all of this memorabilia that's just like taken over the in the entire surface. I put my thought is. Those bars, those sports bars, cater to large masses. I would much prefer a hole-in-the-wall dive bar. So I would almost... Like well, a logger house? That's, that's, that's the key point, too. If we're talking specifically about sports bars and their concept of decorating their walls, that's far different from a dive bar. It's far yeah. different from, you know... Uh, uh, like a like your stand not standard because there's no standard anymore but multi tap 
uh, gastropub kind of concept. There's all these different concepts. Whatever the place chooses to do, they just better commit to it and do it right. Mm -hmm. And it better not be, like Rob said, the Applebee's effect. Well, Well, that's that's what I feel when I walk into Dark Horse, though. I walk into Dark Horse, and to be honest, all the mugs. That's the Dark Horse theme. Because it's just batshit crazy, like, hey, this makes no sense, and we don't give a fuck. Well, I kind of agree. That's kind of what is so cool about that. I I I understand that that's what they want to do. I just it it just kind of turned me off. I'm like, this is kind of it looks shitty, to be honest. It does. (laughs) But but you guys go outside to the beer garden and it's nice and clean. I think the last every every time I go, it's during the winter, so I kind of mess up like mess that chance to try to go to like the beer garden and stuff. Because we have a lot of decent beer gardens in, in the state itself. Like, there are a lot of great bars. Like, Brown Iron's Beer Garden is amazing right out front. The Royal Oak Brewery's Beer Garden is a nice place to be. Beautiful. You know, yeah. then again, I just I, I don't go to bars that much anymore. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, I mean, rack my drink, head of all these. That's about it. Motor yeah. City Brewing works. Yeah. It's a great oh, yeah. Motor yeah. City Brewing works. I mean, works. not yeah. only is the rooftop amazing, the rooftop but since awesome. they've expanded um, the outdoor. Uh, right Wait, they expanded yeah. the outside? Yeah, yeah right the, across the street level. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. About. Three or four years ago, and it's just Jeez. wonderful. It is. It is last about, I was going to say that was about when you moved out. Yeah, yeah, a lot it's, longer than yeah, that. There's probably a reason why. But anyways, is is there a thing that turns you guys off from a bar when you walk into a bar? Like you people. walk, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah people in yeah. general, a packed bar, well, so, or just the fact? No, oh, I, I don't think a packed bar is what deters me. It's depends on what's packed with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's just people. a bunch of people just you know hanging out, shooting shit, being loud, dancing, you know, I don't mind that. If if it's you know if there's a group of obnoxious people, I don't know. Uh, we went to. I gotta think. Let me get. Let me get back to you on that one. Okay. I think uh, if I, I can get some crawls. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, God. When you yes. show up at a place just thinking you're just going to show up and have a couple of quick beers, it may be busy, it may not be busy, and you walk in and realize that there is a 50-person pub crawl. Yes. Five times And they're only one drink in, and they're there for another hour. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever participated in a pub crawl before? No. Yes. yes. No? Yeah. yeah. No. I, I threw salad at somebody once. I have led them, and they're... Pain interesting. The ass. They're shows of shit. They're interesting. Uh, well, see, then the ones that I've led, it, it's uh, it, it, it was working with Steve with Motor City, Motor City Brew Tours. Tours. So that's a far different type of pub crawl than your standard. Hey, blah 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 is turning fifty, and we're gonna go do lemon drops everywhere we go. Lemon drops, good shots though. <laughs> How much Jaeger you guys got behind the bar? That's a bad time. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> Mixing a little too much. Just bring in the fireball and just have like a full no, trifecta no, of garbage. No, no, no. Bubble no. Party 151. Funny you say oh. that. The the exact instance no. that I'm referring to, that I still have PTSD over this, speaking of Hurt Locker, is the, is the last time I went to uh, uh, the two-way. I walked in, and two-way is this great bar down in Mount Elliott, Nevada. I walk in thinking, man, I just need a couple of minutes out of the house. Just going to have a quick beer. Say hello to some friends, and there's a bus parked out front. I'm like, yeah, they're probably leaving. They're probably leaving. They're probably leaving. I walk in, and there's 60 people inside. They'd been sneaking in their own booze all night. Oh no! Because it's like the third or fourth stop on their, you know, 50th or 60th birthday pub crawl. That's the kind of situation that turns me off. 
And it didn't turn me off, obviously, from the two-way because it's one of my regular bars. Yeah. But, damn, if I was – if that was my first time going there, I'd be like, okay, shell shock. I don't know if I can do this again. You're right. Fair enough. Well, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to play some music by a band called uh, Brother Son. Uh, they're actually playing at Smalls. I believe I have the date coming up very, very soon. Uh, it's compliments of the Ferndale set, which is a collective over in Ferndale that promotes local music. Uh, so they're playing at Smalls on March 9th. They actually have a show tonight, so those listening now will miss it because they're at the Blind Pig right now. Um, <laughs> so we will be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. I'm headed for the city, trouble in my mind. Too young and pretty for things to be unkind. Time is all we have now, so let's make something while we can. I'm headed for the city, make me start again. Position I wonder, gotta go, gotta get it. Don't make things go south.
And we are back, episode 164, Better on Draft Podcast. Beer is flying all over the place in studio. Yeah, it is. We oh, have wow. opened up uh, Three Scrooges, <laughs> Buffalo, our Flying Buffalo from Griffin Claw. Jenna, what are you pouring oh, over there? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, so oh, I've, boy. <laughs> on my beer quest today, to bring <laughs> beer, beer here, I... Uh, I came face to face with like a giant tower of some new natty ice. New natty ice, <laughs> and I couldn't resist. Can, it can, is do you want to throw me the uh, the can so I can throw yeah. it on camera? It's called Natterdays. Natterdays. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's a hard no. On this that is one. A, what is it? Strawberry and lemonade, I believe. Oh, look at John's face. Smell that. It's like a natty it shandy. It smells really oh good. My God. I'm sorry. Anheuser Busch and no? Bev, what are you thinking with this? We'll this is basically just a can of date rape. Oh. <laughs> so good. Hmm. John Piper Rock does not result the uh, expressions of better on draft. Media. No, 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 I do not. That's my personal opinion. That is, wow. Why Why would I'll, they I'll do that? that to you all right, so, like Smarties and All right, we got to get in here. That's not even a joke because there's nothing Everybody funny about that. Everyone gets some. Yeah, this would be so great with vodka, too. All right, so Matt likes it. I love this. Matt, Matt, all right, take that back. Matt loves it. If they have a 30-pack of this, I'm going to get this. They had a 12-pack where I went. Matt, you said one of the beers at Shipwreck was good. I said it was drinkable. You watch your mouth when you talk. Six-packs are only $3.99. Another reason. And as segment two, oh, Nick, do you have a review? He doesn't hate it. He doesn't hate it. I don't hate it. He doesn't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know why. Somebody needs to pour me a little I, little glass of it too. I don't so hate it. I'm sorry, it John, but I I, I I just got a glass. I so. don't hate it. It's uh, it, while uh, it's strawberry it. lemonade. It's actually not bad. It's like if you dip, put Smarties in beer. I, I'm gonna pretty but much put it this. I'm gonna pretty much put it this way. This for me is basically carbonated Pepto Bismol. Lemony Pepto Bismol. Lemony Pepto. Can I be honest? This tastes like Mr. Burns' disease, where like everything <laughs> is trying to hit you at once, Wait, and oh you God. get absolutely nothing. Oh hold God! Hold on. Like I smell, I smell the strawberry. I smell the lemon, and like I can yeah, almost taste it at the beginning. My eyes twitching. Everything else, there's there's literally <laughs> nothing else serious, to this beer. Sarah. John's rage. <laughs> What's the ABV on this beer? It's, is there like one? Two. <laughs> I'll bet it's like fifteen. Like half fifteen. <laughs> well, it's natty light, so I assume it's, it's oh, a little cut. Four point two. Because that's who it's also 4. marketed 2. towards. Two. Jesus. It's still pretty good. I mean, Crush, Bud Light is crushable. It's four point two. Yeah. Well. No. Summer beer. Complete. Sorry, Nick, can you imagine the hangover this would give you? <sighs> All the I mean, sugar in I this? mean, we don't have to imagine. You know, do you have a six pack? We could just six pack, play it with yeah. you. You know, have you drink all six and see what happens tomorrow morning. Check in with you. Yes. <laughs> Segment two, as always. Here is Robert with the beer news. Welcome back to the news, people. The news. Hey. The news right. that works for you. <laughs> um, the news that works for Bruce. Oh. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Trademark that shit right there. The news Touché. that works for Bruce. Touche there, Ron. All right. What's so, going on today? So I was going to start with, because uh, Matt brought this up uh, earlier this week, about uh, Rape Beer's top 100 breweries of 2018. And uh, they came out with basically this list of the top 100 breweries. 
and Michigan did okay. They did okay. There was, there was four. There were well three within the top fifty, um, with Founders leading the list on there at twelfth. Uh, Bell's was at thirty third or thirty first rather, and thirty third was Shrams, which. Obviously, you know, there's always been that age-old argument about Mead not being beer, but Mead was good enough to make the list, so it is it is up there. Yeah, they're <coughs> Mead only, too, so it's not like a mead that, meadery that makes exactly. brews. It is Mead only over yeah. at Shrams. Ray Beer has always been cool about including meaderies from early on, though. i mm-hmm. got to give props to them for that. That's really neat. Yeah. So they, they are in there. Um, followed in that list, Coonan is at 53rd. And I think, oh, and Jolly Pumpkin at 76. I think that rounds up everything that is in Michigan. You know what's been interesting is that with Coonan, because there is a lot of local um, issues with Coonan in regards to people who do not like the, the brewery itself, when it comes to their beer, I think their beer speaks for themselves. And I think at the, eight, at the place that they're at rated, I think they're actually underrated. Their brew and brewing capabilities, their flavors, their profile, um, you know, you you start with Drippa as the flagship major beer that they have, and you continue to go. like, double IPAs, even. Oh, yeah. It's it's probably one of the best double IPAs in the country, let alone. I had that shit at my wedding. That was amazing. Did you for real? (laughs) Yeah. How do you remember it? Well, he he didn't drink it. (laughs) He was too busy shaking hands and hugging all the the guys. Over here, over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he was trying to get people who only drink Bud Light to drink it, and was like, "Oh yeah, there was there were some there were some converts." Uh, you know going what? I always that found night. that to be quite an actually it, a, a relatively easy conversion because mm-hmm. the beer is so damn dry, and mm-hmm. so many mass domestic drinkers don't realize that that is one of the things they like about mass domestic beer is that it's so dry and finishes clean, and that's how Drippa finishes. Yeah. I, and then they realize that they just drank the equivalent of four Bud Lights. Yeah, <laughs> Uber. I'd like to say that I, I I'm offended by number four here. All right. Yeah. Who so is, I was going to go through. I was going to go through the top ten. So going from ten to one. Ten is Sante Adrarius. I'm just going to go with that. Rustic Ales in California. Uh, Side Project Brewing in Missouri. Number nine. Uh, number eight from Wisconsin. Or one of our favorites, New Glarus. Uh, number seven. As we have some on the table right now, Three Floyds. Uh, number six, yeah. Alesmith, and always love their Speedway Stout. Uh, number five, Treehouse, which, you know, they get a whole lot of. <laughs> John gave the thumbs down. I mean, they, they got. Nah. They've, they've gotten, we'll, we'll go to another second. Stuff. Number four. Uh, number four, Cigar City. Uh, three is Trillium. Two, Russian River. And number one, Hill Farmstead. Where's Hill Farmstead? It's in Vermont. Vermont. I've never had a Hill Farmstead beer, but I don't understand how that can be rated the number one. Well, I understand how it can because this is all user-generated data. Mm -hmm. But the only way, literally the only way you can get their beer is to go to their brewery out in the middle of nowhere and stand in line for hours and wait for them to open and then hope that you can buy a little bit. Like so they don't do any dis- distribution? Too. Wait, wait. Don't you dare talk bad about Jim Wayfield. I'm not. I, I, want I don't believe beer, they do any distribution, except to maybe some festivals and, and stuff like that. Um, so I know that when, you're, when you're talking <laughs> best breweries, accessibility is a... Uh, 
it's a huge. factor for you? Well, I would think so. I feel I that agree. it should be because if the smallest percentage of people are the only ones who are able to try something and they're rating everything on a scale of one to five at a five, then that automatically outweighs everything else. But take something like, um, like for example, Sierra Nevada, an absolutely amazing brewery that's been brewing since 1980. Yeah. And they're not even in that top 100, probably. Or they might be. I hope they're somewhere in there. Sierra Nevada's 25. Okay, all right. But at 25 on the list, the guys that literally created the framework. But that, what, but, but that's always know, the thing is that it's always those that created the framework that are the grandfathers of craft, and they're just left behind. I know. This isn't, I mean, isn't like, that odd, though? This isn't a legacy list. This is a current list. And you know that craft beer drinkers are the least loyal bastards who are always chasing trolls. Well, and I'm not even talking legacy because Sierra Nevada is actually, if if I'm not mistaken, still trending up. I believe they still trended up last year. Probably because of resilience. Oh, for sure. I mean, they've led the nation with resilience. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's just very interesting to me to see a small brewery, and and that's nothing against Hill Farmstead and Sean Hill and everything he's done out there. It's just, it's very interesting to see the um, uh, the the comparison between the two different concepts of breweries at this point. Well, let's let's bring it to our guest Jenna too. What what makes the best brewery for you? Not what is the best brewery, but what makes the best brewery for I you? I think accessibility definitely plays a big role in it. I mean. I've heard so many great things about Trillium and Treehouse and Jay Wakefield. I can't get them here in Michigan. I don't know where to get them. So I'm just left, like, wondering about all these fantastic beers that I have heard about and I can't drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's frustrating to me. Like, we're not that far away from here, we're, we're, and they don't distribute they don't this right. far. It, and it, like even like Georgia beers, Wild Leap. I just had a really awesome beer from Wild Leap in Atlanta. I think they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. We don't get any Georgia beers from here. That's not that far either. Like it's it's. I would I would although they might be a smaller brewery. I'm not really sure, but all of these big names that I've heard so much about. It would be mm-hmm. really great if they were more accessible to everyone. Like Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada is nationwide. Right. I I have a quick correction for Hill Farmstead for John Pippenbrock. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have someone in the chat. uh, We appreciate you listening. L. Alva. Uh, She also said hi earlier in the chat. I guess her name is Sippin what? S-I-P-O-N what? (gasps) So she said hi. Um, (laughs) So L says that they've been uh, pushing Hill Farmstead to Philly and that you can get kegs of Hill Hill Farmstead in Philly. Okay. So there's well, a cool. little bit more in regards to the just going to the brewery. And I guess uh, what Elle was saying is that the lines aren't that bad anymore. Okay. So maybe they're increasing production or increasing their capabilities of turning the line. Okay. Um, you look at what that we had. That makes quite a bit of difference, especially distributing to a market as large as Philly is. Yes. If that many more people can experience it. Absolutely, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And what's different is, is that look at the very first time Drafting Table had a bottle release oh, and the Lord. shit show oh, that was yes, to yes. what it is now. And I think times change, people change in regards to what they're capable of doing 
within, you know, like changing and transforming. So, um, well, even from a consumer's perspective, too, you know, talk, you talk about, tra- you know, breweries transforming, how far can they extend? Even from a consumer's perspective, when I want to try and get, you know, Bourbon County, which I have, I did not even bother this, this past year in 2018 trying to pursue it. If, if you're going on and ranting and raving about this beer and you get all these people chasing it and leaving it, you know, opportunities for, you know, others that might want to try it out there. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to consider that, you know, uh, uh, what makes a, a brewery, a good brewery, a good brewery, you know, I'm well, not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, Bourbon County is great. Bourbon, it, it, Bourbon County is great, but that's just but, one of their lines. Yeah, you it is, the, you're right. The whole, it, um, oh yeah. I, I'm, like I'm, Sophie Matilda yeah, line. I'm missing, got. Oh, I'm missing everything, you know, about but light. I mean, but yeah, that's yeah, in the right. same line. Too. Oh yeah, totally. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's uh, the Goose Island's the bottom of that line in regards sure. to like what they're making. What what are you trying? Like, we can hear you on the mics because you can't hear yeah. yourself on the mics because you never wear headphones. <laughs> yeah, but so but he's it, just over here looking but, at every beer label and just commenting yeah. at it. Well, we we, we talk about uh, beers that we can't. I mean, we brought the Three Floyds in. We got me and Rob got two bottles from Three Floyds yeah. in. Well, Three uh, it, Floyds has a bigger distribution do, footprint but, than New Glarus does. Yeah, you're right, they do. But uh, Three Floyds is in Indiana, just three, four, like three and a half hours away. You know, this I mean, back masking is amazing. Too. It is. I, now, I will, I will say this: Three Floyds has some of the best label work. Oh, it's fantastic, hands down. Versus any other brewery, and they I also know have some Nick of the most and Todd and beer. the guys are probably never going <laughs> to well, hear this, but this is rad. This is the first time I've seen this one or tasted it. Well, I, uh, I'm in. We are back, episode one sixty four. The, the well, as you could tell by that Nick laugh, some shit went down. Our uh, yeah. our our laptop apparently in the other studio uh, went up in flames, it fried um, and exploded. Yeah, pretty much. So we are in a different studio. This is obviously an audio only portion, so you can't find it over on Facebook.com for slash better on draft with video so obviously you can't look at my pretty face as well as john's pretty face face no yes i thought it was gonna go jacket i don't know i was just trying jacket. to find something yes jacket yes my jacket is pretty that's okay where we left off we were talking about breweries in regards to the rate beer top 100 we were talking about Hill Farmstead and how they actually do a little bit of distro. And one of the big things that I wanted to mention before, and I think probably one of the more underrated beers on that list, breweries on that list, that I felt deserved a little bit more. Because I hate the fact that Trillium and Treehouse are on the top because their portfolio is garbage. 100% garbage. Meepers. Now now you're Meepers. like, okay, Meepers. well, that's that's exactly why I say their portfolio is garbage. It's New England, I like literally twenty. I, I looked at it for one of them. Twenty out of the top twenty-five were some form of pale ale, so an IPA, a double IPA, a New England IPA. We are hearing that, <laughs> uh, as well as if it's it's the same for both. And I'm like, that's not really a well-rounded portfolio. I want you to be able to make all kinds of beer, not just one style and variate off that right. style. Not be a so stone. I think I think Maine Beer Co was definitely underrated in regards to. The, the breweries itself over there. So mm-hmm. I that, that was my personal issue with that entire list was main beer co being so low. I'd also like to call out Cigar City. I think that place is terrible. They make decent beer, but I don't think it's as like truck chasingly orgasmic as people It's it's the Hunafu that really brings it a little higher than But the thing is I remember when High Lie when we didn't get High Lie here before yep. they merged with 
the Oscar Blues parent conglomerate. Anarchy. And you know what? Now, high lies on every shelf. It doesn't seem like it's moving. When was the last time you bought Maduro? Well, I, uh, I don't drink that much beer. I well, still I have mean, Maduro but, in my fridge. Mean, but the, the we, we saw it with Alesmith when Alesmith came in. We saw it with Ballast Point when Ballast Point came in. We saw it with Fat Tire when it came into the state. So my thought is, it, oh, I've been to the Cigar City place. Mm-hmm. It's not much of a bigger brew house than Coonan is. They offer tours, and it's mildly busy, but it's not like – I think the beers are more like fable than they are liquid. That's what so many of these quote-unquote truck chaser beers are like nowadays. Yeah. I mean these – it's it's the – it's – it's not even the white whale. It's it's the white unicorn, man. I mean, these these places, these are tiny breweries. The majority of them are tiny, tiny breweries. And people get so bent out of shape that they don't distribute to their area. But in the same respect, then they get a box delivered on their doorstep, and they're like, this is the best beer ever, and blah, blah, blah. So blah. here's the next question, and this is like a question for the the, the collective. Do you think it's fair to judge Founders, a brewery that's big and readily available, against Trillium? Do you think it's fair to judge the two against one another? Should there be a microbrewery top 100 and a macro craft brewery top 100? I don't think it's fair to judge any brewery against another brewery, period. It's all subjective. I think uh, it's fair to judge beers by style, Within the same style guidelines, Kyle and that's like, uh, why you have things like the Great American, Great American Beer, Beer Festival. Festival. Right. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, Beer get, Cup. I'll get oh, off yeah. your lawn in a minute. But what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> when you're like, creating, these I got my hose ready, young man. But my, I'll, I won't see your Grand Torino quite yet. But my thought is like, oh, I feel. Come on. <laughs> I, see, I'm the opposite. I feel like you can, oh, you can judge one brewery to the other. Because you can, but you'd be like, wrong. It, but no, I disagree. Because in in the state of Michigan, and you know we're a Michigan Central podcast, we both live on the east side. We can go to Dragon Mead, Jamex, Baffin, and Atwater, make an opinion on all four of them, and then uh, let's say a Saturday, all of our friends come over to our house and say, "We want to go to a brewery. Which one we would you? Which one should we go to?" You would pick one of those four because of a there's a certain reason. You would pick Atwater because they have food. You would pick. Jamex because it's less busy than Baffin. You would pick Baffin because it's got a better party scene. You would pick Dragon Meat because it's more true to style. Yeah. So there, you can true. I'll, pick, gi- I'll I'll give you that absolutely. Is, but but you're aggregating all of these different elements of an experience into an overall rating. And I think it's but that's not what these online ratings tend to be, and that's the unfortunate thing. Well, that's what we were talking about before we got cut off. Was is that what? What makes creates the best brewery or what creates the best, you know, what you have. Like Jenna was talking about um, distribution. The, like distribution, being able to get it. Accessibility, yeah, accessibility to the beers. So when you have these types of, you know, ratings, everything's subjective, but we all have our own rules. Just like we all have our own rules when we rate a beer itself. Like we all follow a specific rating <laughs> system. Like everyone knows about my four five zero or five four zero rating system. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, people actually, you know, think they're knowledgeable and rate beer. Mm-hmm. And 
it's it's one of those things to where it's all subjective too. Because if I actually rated beer based on my feelings of the beer, I'm going to underrate beers that are definitely a lot better, and I'm going to overrate beers because it's my favorite style. So I'm going to overrate a brown ale because I love brown ales, but I'm going to underrate IPAs because fuck it. But that's the whole basis for <laughs> Untapped. Un- mean, yes. Untapped un- has basically become the Yelp of beer. But isn't that what the same thing as rake beer is? It just in a in a maybe uh, it, it, uh, most breweries don't pay attention to rape beer either. Yeah, I mean as far uh, as reviews well, go, not, and they rape like, beer is great for other users just to see what people are talking about. But as far as a tool for breweries to use, it is not very. Um, I, stay tuned for brewers read mean tw- untapped brewers reviews. Read <laughs> that, that's common. Oh will, man, that'd be that, great. That, that's I mean, that's gonna happen. Uh, we, uh, there's language used in some of that that we can't even say on here. I mean, yeah, there yeah, is. We have YouTube. No, trust me. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't I mean, even know what these, some of these words are. A lot of these breweries don't really, like you said, they don't pay attention to the untapped. They don't pay attention to the rate beers because, in the end, they're going. Doesn't even matter anymore. Oh, okay, James, I feel. <laughs> oh, that was Lincoln Park. That was, oh. That was Chester Bennington. <laughs> <Whatever>. uh, <laughs> rest in pieces. Yeah. I need a beer. Somebody needs to pour yeah, me a beer, I mean, please. In the end, they're gonna brew what they want beer. because they know they're gonna sell it, and they know they're gonna when they do sell it, they're gonna you know they're gonna profit from it, they're gonna gain from it, and you know if a few people on Untapped are what's gonna try and dictate the the behavior of the other thousand customers that go to that brewery, then you know. I can you, you can live without those. For me, I can live without those three or four people. Sure, personally, there, there's there's a lot to be said for um, managing and engaging and moderating your social media platforms, your review platforms, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot to be said for that, and you can make some great connections there. Um, there's nothing greater than making that one to one connection from a business to a consumer. But yes. At the end of the day, what is really gauging your success as a company is your bank deposit. Unfortunately, yes. How many yes. people are in your tap room? How often are your taps open? Yes. How often are you flipping tables? Mm-hmm. How many pallets of beer are going out the door? Mm-hmm. And when those pallets of beer go out the door, do they actually turn off the shelves at retail or do they sit there and have to be dusted like the wine guys do? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's yeah, it it's true. This you can find. Uh, I mean, heck, you're still finding stuff from 2016, 2017, still on the shelves. Yeah. Well, in Untouched. regards to you know, we, we we talk about accessibility, and I think there's almost even a a more uh, an accessibility challenge on the other side because these beers are accessible almost to a point of fault because you can get these breweries, you can get these beers everywhere. You go to Meyer. And the entire like the craft beer section starting to encroach on the Bud Bud Light areas just because there's so much shelf space that's needed to. You go to Zatuna Liquor and you have more and more coolers of beer. You have more selections of beer. The first time I went to Zatuna, I did not have that many selections of beer. And when you look at the the things now and your capabilities, and sure, it's great for the consumer, but in the same sense, it's bad for not only the distributor because there's multiple distributors in the state. It's bad for the brewers because right. you're fighting not only distributors, you're fighting the brewers inside your own distribution company, and you're fighting the liquor store in regards to 
where they are located in regards to the beer. Because if you get eye level shelving, obviously that's primo shelving space versus bottom bottom shelf that's going on. You know, for the most part, collect dust. Right, and you want. You know your your known commodities on the bottom shelf because everyone's going to look for it and look bottom, and you want the lesser known commodities to be on the eye level. But you go to some That's places. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you worked in distribution. We both there's, both. there's there's a mix to that. There's. We'll talk about it. That's what. So I mean, nobody nobody show, nobody can see what you're doing very, now. So. That's that. I, I, I'm trying to find my words. That that's a very well, that's complicated a first. argument. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to. So find I'm gonna, the right I'm gonna, words. I'm gonna, I have a lot of words. I'm going to start. I'll let you finish. The best yeah. words. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm oh, I'm let you finish. Words. But I'm a. So no, Set the thing up. is, if you're if you're a good, uh, this goes back to the three tier system. Okay, if you're in t- tier two, if you're the beer seller. Uh, not the beer store, but the seller to the beer store, as John and I will talk about. It, you're, you are best as a teammate slash um, business partner. Business partner. So what you want to do is you don't want to put the best one on the bottom because nobody will ever see that brand and they'll they'll never do that. It's like the 80-20 rule. If you've ever heard of John Maxwell, you want to like 80% of your sales will come from 20% of your brands. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that, that 20% of your brands will come. Um, so, like, when you see when, when Summer Shandy comes out in March to uh, September, you want February. that to be eye level because every basic bro and, and, and girl will see that and they'll buy it. And if you bury it and you put, yeah. like, um, Founders Lemon I Shandy, <laughs> you, if you put Natty Light, whatever the hell we're drinking, which is delicious. Natterdays. Natterdays. But if you put some random, like, Michigan, like... It, if you put some random brew instead of a, uh, a crazy seller like a Summer Shandy there, you're doing the retailer as much of a disservice as you are doing yourself. Um, you don't think people who are already coming in there are buying that Shandy already? No. You, I don't want to look for it. There's a laziness to it, I, which not saying yeah. you're lazy. Yeah, no, but there is. But there's an ex- expectation. There's also an expectation that you're going to go to the door, you're going to find it, you're going to yep, grab it, and you're going to leave. Get it. Yeah, because it should be like. Quick turnover because everybody knows Summer Shandy, when that comes out, it's a big deal. But not only that, you're going to open that door, grab the Summer Shandy where you can see it, and while that door is still open and you're grabbing that, you're still looking at the rest of the door and you're going, oh, hey, what's that? Oh, maybe I'll try that too. We're comparing where Summer Shandy, there's not going to be a case of that beer and that's it. There's going to be a pallet of that beer throughout the store. There's going to you're, you're going to be able to see the summer Wasn't shandy. Always that Not way is well, <laughs> no, but in regards to Oberon, Oberon. Well, well, I think Oberon will probably be even. But a Oberon's better... in a different door. You're missing the point. The the beer doors. There's 17 beer doors these days. Yeah. So you want Oberon is just at a. Oberon's not going to be in a door. Yeah, it's going to be in Oberon's going to be at the same yeah. level. It better be a damn door, too, and it better be at eye level on there's gonna the be, handle. There's going to be literally it's a, Oberon. There's it's the be a number Budweiser. five selling beer in Michigan. There's going to be a Budweiser door, a Miller Coors door. Then there's going to be an import door like Miller. Uh, no, 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 Miller. Uh, Labatt. <laughs> and then there's going to be a Heineken Corona door. And then it's going to be like Founders Bells. And then it's going to be the rest of the, the, the beer skews. So, like, there's – the thing is, when you're not in the beer industry – John and I look at it like a Tetris game. Like these are how it works, and then it's space management is the hardest part of 
the distribution game from the distributor standpoint are, and from the retailer standpoint. But it's how do you how do you insane. go into a store like Zatuna Liquor and compete against you know well obviously Matt works to, for Powers but like you got I work for Powers oh you work for Powers I did too, too okay. years ago yeah so you got Powers you got Fabiano you got Rave you've got. All of these other distributors, you got Oath just came out, so now you're dealing with a, another newer, smaller that is, you know, the, the new hotness, which was Hop and Frog. Which, what you do is you, but hold, hold on, let's let's. I, I want to bring it back real quick because I just brought up another brewery where we had the issue with Cigar City. Hop and Frog came in, and that's a huge brewery that did not get to Michigan. That now, no, it wasn't like truck chasing breweries, but their beers themselves are really solid, and nobody gives two shits about Hop and Frog now. No offense to Hop and Frog, you make great beer. But nobody gets two shits in Michigan. When you make things available for people. Yeah, that, well, that's why that's why New Glarus is still in Wisconsin. When someone can't have something they wanted when they can get it whenever they want. They don't give a New fuck. New Belgium is garbage here, in Michigan, because New Belgium was garbage within a month of coming here. Yep. And Bad no fire. offense to the New Belgium yep. guys, because Everywhere. they're great guys yep. and they make great beer. But holy shit, the buzz was so huge when they were coming here, and those distributors. Had to literally dust case stacks sitting on the floor at retail. Were you destroying New Belgium when it came in? Um, I was right after New Belgium. But the thing is, another reason why New Belgium kind of shit the bed. Well, you were selling against New Belgium. Is they picked the Budweiser distributor, which it's great. You know, that that, that was good for their business. But um, sounds like more in, shells, in, but less space. In some areas. See, the, 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 the biggest problem is it, if you don't the, pick the distributor that's going to sell craft beer and you're just the one craft beer in the. Bud portfolio, they don't play it right. Some Bud houses are great. Some are terrible. Some Miller Coors houses are great. Some are terrible. You have to go house to house, territory yeah. to territory. And they don't you let you do You can't just that. do a blanket statement. They had um, a couple of higher-ups uh, not affiliated with New Belgium convince them that their best move was to have one point of call for the state of Michigan. So they went with the Anheuser-Busch network statewide. They have about... Five wholesalers that are amazing, and the rest are. And, and eh. to, to speak on that, Deschutes almost Deschutes was in contract talks with the same AB house. They chose the M1 alliance, as they call it, the Miller Coors House. And Deschutes is a lot more relevant, I feel, in the state of Michigan than than New Belgium is. And it's just because of the distributor they put. Picked because that distributor, while they have a macro logger and a macro brand, they also <laughs> equally focus on their craft brands. And you don't often get a brand that can deal with, you know, the single serve ice brand and, uh, you know, the high end brand. You're talking, how do you fight the battles? Sometimes you don't fight the battle. Sometimes you, at retail, you fight, you, you pick your battles. You say, you know, in this establishment, I can sell more FMBs than I can sell craft. So you don't fight over Sam Adams in New Belgium. You fight over Mike's Hard Lemonade and Simeon Off Ice. You fight over uh, Milwaukee's Best versus Keystone. You pick your battles because Eight Mile is going to sell different than Rochester Hills. So you got to know your market and you fight that small battle because that's going to move the brand in general. So fun little fact from the one of the most recent national hops conferences that just happened uh, from the uh, the Barth Haas group, they were talking about FMBs and FMBs are actually making five percent of the sales of craft beer. FMBs, FMBs is the only growing brand, or actually the only 
category of beer, if you will call right. it that, growing. F- FMB. Or what? Uh, flavored malt, malt beverage. Flavored malt beverage. Okay. Jinx. So Mike's. Smirnoff, probably yep. because of the seltzer yep. waters. That's, that's kind exactly of white claw. Well, it, it's white claw and a, truly that are I, leading that, that charge. That's another thing that's taken off. I drank twelve pack of those. Tea. I yeah. drank a twelve pack of those last night. Those were Shout amazing. Out to Boston I, I just saw another brand just come out just For the other shizzle. day. Now there's like five, at least half a dozen of these seltzer waters. They're they're good as shit. Perrin is making them now too. Are they? Abern Ales has a hard seltzer on tap. I think Perrin has one on. Because I think all those FM FMBs takes a winemaker's license, right? No. Nope. Does it no, take a brewer's malt, license? They're malt-based. It's malt-based, yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's I a, just kind it's, of assumed. It's, it's, it's a clear malt base. You would think that it's wine-based, but it's not. It's a clear malt base. There actually is a small amount of hops. It's negligible, but in order to be taxed as beer, in order to be classified as beer through the TTB, there has to be hops as one of the ingredients. And carbonation. But it's literally like they could take one little freaking hop cone and throw it in there and be like, yep. There's your hops. <laughs> two hop cones. So it's hops and oh, not just hops. No, three, because it's triple hop brew. Triple Ooh. the hops. Oh. <laughs> triple hop. Try hops. Yeah. That, that, that's like a Miller Lite reference from Hell 10 yes. years ago. <laughs> All I can think of is uh, you as... Um, Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I had a Miller Lite I'm, I'm, two days ago. I'm trying delicious. to think of... Uh, you want some of this Natty Light? No. <laughs> <laughs> like McLovin going into the uh, the liquor store underage. I heard they added more hops to it. <laughs> all right, can, can we throw another one out there? Yeah, let's go for more news. All right, all right. Oh, Rob's still doing the news, guys. Hey, we were still, hey, we were finishing up with that one. That, that's that's perfectly fine. All right, this one, and I, and I was loving the title for this one because I call this one Brutangus for the Children. So <laughs> <laughs> we, yes. have, we have not touched this subject in a while, but this came out in the news this week that a brewery out in Durham, North Carolina, they kind of sparked a debate this week uh, testing the waters on a new policy. Uh, it's a place called High Wire Brewing, and they have now just started doing a curfew prohibiting anyone under the age of 21 after 8 p.m. Um, they had stated uh, that by no means are we saying that we, are not, we do not want families in our tap room. It's quite the opposite. But unfortunately, we've had some issues with large groups of unattended children, and we're hoping that an all-ages cutoff would be good and fair, a good and fair compromise. Um, We've pretty much seen with with a lot of the breweries that families have been a a decent draw. You know, if if they've got a good food program, you got good beer, you bring out the family, you you have a nice night out. Uh, got but, some board games that you yeah, can play you with got the some family. Board games, play some Uno. But it it kind of it kind of this kind of puts it into coming back into an, into another direction. Uh, but in an interview that was done in uh, the News and Observer, I guess their their local newspaper. Uh, the creative director, Javier Balea, had said that uh, we've been overwhelmed by the success and turnout and the outpouring of support in Durham. Uh, but with that, adjustments need to be made for the overall comfort of all guests, and we want everyone to have a great experience. Now, originally when they put this out on Facebook, they put the curfew at 7, and that really started the the huge backlash because there were you know families that were saying, hey, you know, Seven o'clock. That's that's our dinner time. We want to bring our we want to bring our families out. Kind of late. And then dinner time with a child. With a child, I think so too. Um, There were, of course, the other side, which was basically saying, "Great, you know, get these kids off my lawn. (laughs) I want to come out and have a beer. Hell off my lawn." There was was one comment that it said something like, uh, "Was that uh, my comment? I don't think so. It might have been." There there was one commenter that had mentioned something about people having birthday parties for their one-year-olds and suggesting, you know, they should go to Chuck E. Cheese instead of having. They serve beer at Chuck E. Cheese, by the way. They do. Yeah. And pizza. So 
And, and red bands. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a great music lineup at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they were... Chuck, they, a lot of kids. They, they, they had that conversation that was going on, on on Facebook, and basically that's when they decided, okay, we're going to move it up to 8 o'clock. Uh, the brewery is also taking some additional steps where they are creating a space for younger children as well as going no. into some work yeah. and trying to do some sound damper, no. dampening in the tap room. So, and like I said, we had not really talked about kids in the breweries in a while. And as far as now with the cutoff being 8 o'clock, is that a sufficient cutoff? Should there just not be kids in there at all? Uh, or, is, is that a reason why you wouldn't go to a bar? You know, kind of kind of bringing it back to that original conversation of are kids in a bar? Whatever time you go, is that a turnoff for that bar? Now, here, not necessarily. Well, here, here, hold on. Can I ask this question? Of course first? you can, Nick. This is, is an it, audio medium. I, no, hold, hold on. <laughs> Are we talking about specifically bar, brewery, or mm. a restaurant well, that has the, the, a bar? the question you're asking is: Does it serve food? Is the question? Well, no. Let's, no, let's just the, let's just the keep it. Let's just, that's the question. Right. That's the does it serve factor. food? Also, so a lot it, of these is it is it a food, is it a bar only? Okay. So let's call Urban Rest. Urban Rest is a bar only. There's no food okay. program. There's they no have trucks for a kid to be in there. Yeah. Why you ding 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 to the ding ding? There's no bell here. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't no see eyes. a reason for it. I mean, it's not my business, so oh, I can't no. speak to it, but um, I don't see a, a, anything least. there that would appeal to a child except for running around. And make everyone's right? lives that's not I mean, I don't have kids, and I love kids and whatever, yeah. but I'm, I, I don't I, think I'm off base. Right? No, you're not off base because I feel so, the same way. So if food is the decision of when kids should because, or should not be in a venue. Well, sure, you can because if you're taking your family out to have a meal. Right. That so, makes so, sense. So let's say we go Applebee's down, effect. Let's say we go down the street. We go to Axel. Yeah. So Axel, obviously, they've got full a food menu. Pro- they have a full menu. They have a food program. Um, they've got board games in there. Um, they I was, serve soda. I, I was in there last week, and there were probably uh, I probably saw about six or seven kids that were in there. Totally cool. Yeah. The issue is until when? No. Totally cool. Well, if they're there at no. one in the morning, then, then you, you know, then there's a problem. I have two a huge problem. I have when the kids start doing shots, then there's an issue. I'm doing fango shots. <laughs> there are, That's there are, a thing in East Lansing. So. <laughs> There are three okay, rules okay. here. Three rules. Three rules. Number one. Don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. That was really good, Nick. Thank you. No, nice he job. Did it to me. Nice job. Thank you. There Everyone are, has a price. There are three high. <laughs> okay. There are three. We're, we're muting the right, next, right, the next right, pun. Right, we'll stop. Okay, go ahead. There are three high holy days of the bar, and that is St. Patrick's Day, yeah. yes. the day before Thanksgiving, yeah. and New Year's Eve. You do not bring a kid yeah. into a bar on those three days. Yes. Rule number one. Okay. okay. Agreed. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Depending Universally on the neighborhood, agreed. there are other days too, but yeah. Day, uh, ru- reason, uh, rule I think St. T- Patrick's Day isn't that. Like, if, if you're going you to shut a- your mouth. We talk <laughs> there, there are plenty of places in St. Patrick's Day that have, like, a full food program that a lot. If, if you want to take it off. No, there are plenty of places to go to get go to Applebee's, okay? Don't come to my you know brewery. What? Go get a shamrock shake and call it good. Yeah. Is that when shamrock, shamrock shakes shake. come out? I don't eat sweets, so. It's yeah. early, late February. Shamrocks. Okay. So right St. Right. Patrick's They're Day. Around, because right rule, the that's what right Americans think. Rule St. number Patrick's two. Day rule is. number two. Number two. McRib. It's not during St. Patrick's Day, even though it's Mick Rib. There's also nothing Irish about Mick. <laughs> except the whole MC part. Except that that's Scottish. Whatever. Same difference. All right. Rule well, no, Matthew. Rule, rule number, number two. two. Rule number two. Rule number two. Focus, Matt. If there's nothing for the kid to consume there, the kid doesn't belong there. 
I.e., if you don't have food or like water slash pop, don't bring the kid there. Okay. Pass. And a self serve popcorn machine doesn't count. Pa- well, thanks, Baffin. But also, uh, like Sellermans. So, uh, or or, or pretzels. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay. Rule yeah. number two. Okay. If there's nothing for the kid to do, the kid doesn't belong there. It should be with mommy, with grandma and grandpa. Number th- rule number three is pretty simple. Get a fucking sitter. <laughs> okay. My here's the thing. I I I've started bartending. You ever pay for it with just you and your fucking significant you, other? You ever pay for a sitter? Grab a Uber. No, no here's the thing. <laughs> I I have. I started I started bartending at a local brewery because it's fun and I make a couple hundred bucks to bartend for a few hours. Hey, I heard about that. I know. You're a celebrity. You're a there. shitty tipper, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't pay you, dickhead. <laughs> that was the cop that paid. You want to tell him he was a shitty tipper? Oh, You're a shitty tipper. I, I just, so anyways. We'll talk about that one later. The, the second night I was there, there's a couple that shows up three to four nights a week. And they were only open Wednesday to Sunday. And they bring their seven-month-old child every night. And literally, that child was there at closing, at midnight, <laughs> and they're rocking the baby to sleep. Okay, nice every yes. night. I've this seen is the that. same couple that brings the same baby, and they're rocking that baby to sleep every night from eleven to twelve. While we're literally wiping down the tables, putting up the chairs, it's like you have like go home. You have like yeah. come here, get a growler, get the fuck out. Like you, so- you both don't need to be here. Two things. One, do they tip well? Probably not. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a no. You're the one that receives the tip. Like. No, I, I don't calculate tips. I'm merely the hey. How can I? He like, just receives the tip. Okay, just the tip and just the tip. <laughs> uh, you're on three. Uh, hey, hey! I don't know where you guys are going with this. I was just saying that he gets tipped out from his job. It's been a long day. We're in in regards to like, I, I understand where you're coming from, and one of the one of the big things for me is, and I guess it's a situation by situation, is that is that kid annoying? And for me, their parents are annoying. No, 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 not at all, not at all. If if the kid is sleeping or the kid is quiet or the kid's not running around, well behaved. Sure, no problem. That though that couple, that mother, father, or whatever, has taught that child to be polite in a public setting. Therefore, oh no, 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 you're not interrupting me. I will mute you if you do. (laughs) Damn. In a public setting, so therefore they are not interrupting your day because they are sitting down. They are either playing on their iPad, watching a you know a TV show with headphones on. You know, they are sitting and and doing that by themselves. If they are interrupting, they're running around, the parents aren't saying anything. You guys can talk in a minute. They're they're not saying anything. That's perfectly fine. But I think think it's a case-by-case scenario in regards to what it is. I think, you know, if if that couple that brings their kid (laughs) – if there's a couple that brings their kid and they're not – that the kid isn't screaming, yelling, et cetera, that's perfectly fine because what the fuck does it matter to you? Until what time? Okay. What does it matter? Well, no, no. Let's, let's, Time is no right, factor right, to a right, seven-month-old. Right, Jenna, right. Jenna, Jenna has a conch. Jenna's going to yep. speak Let first. me interject here. Okay, Hello. first of all, I do not have children, okay? Me neither. But, but when I see a two-year-old on an iPad out in public, or regardless of where they are, mm. a two-year-old on an iPad should not happen. Well, that's they what are was the iPad two. comment. Oh. And they know how to get that's, to Netflix. 
or YouTube <laughs> yes. and go down a rabbit hole of things they should not see. Well, you, you could turn on family-friendly on Netflix and right. YouTube. Right, okay. But still, you're... That's problem Okay, right. But you're teaching... Okay, how, how am I going to put this? I don't know. You're not so teaching if, human interaction. Yeah, so <laughs> that child, when you go out, when you're in the car, when you're doing anything, they're going to have a screen in front of their face. They're not going to be interacting with people reading learning they're just screen and face you're you're teaching them to be quiet a millennial and yeah like here you go <laughs> put this in your face shut up and be quiet while i drink cool. this these beers i actually I, my thought yeah. was something more sincere um <laughs> sorry <Wow. laughs> no not no, okay. no you have a, you have a gen, you have a genuine thought my issue is i go to a bar where there's that said two-year-old and sometimes I speak a little bit salty, and I drop the fuck bomb. And you know what? The parents turn around and say, how dare you say there's a child here? And I say, there shouldn't be a fucking kid here. Now, I agree I with you. I feel like we've been somewhere, and that's actually happened. Multiple times. No, so, so I, I agree that's, with that's you in regards problem. to bringing a child to a scenario. It, it would be like being offended if I took a child to say a... a <laughs> not a strip club. Put those titties away. What? It really is. Where are kids we going here? But but no, if I, if I brought so we we won't no. say two, but let's say like a seven or eight year old, and I brought a seven or eight year old to a concert that may have more adult themes. And to be honest, one of the big things that I would say, and it's a very PG, a, a band that's never had a parental advisory, that's never cursed on their album, and that's Bare Naked Ladies. Of course yeah. it is. But I again, mean, again, if you go to a live concert of theirs, they have sworn at their concert. Yeah. The but they swear marijuana at their concert. Well, that too. Yeah. But that's that's what the you devil's lettuce. There's there's things that you should expect in regards to that situation. So that's a parental a parental problem in regards to what you're talking about, and that's a situation that I agree with you that if you do not want a kid to hear the f bomb, I don't know why we're saying that. If you don't want to hear a kid a kid to hear fuck, then you shouldn't bring them to a bar. You shouldn't bring them to a public setting. You should go sit over in the PG seats over at Ford Field as opposed to right in front of me at Ford Field because I'm going to drop the F-bomb. I'm going to yell about LeGarrette Blunt running on first and ten. And getting one yard every first. Every fucking time. And that's why kids don't belong at beer-only establishments. If if there's chicken fingers, if there's pop, that's fine. Cheeseburgers. If there's a, a colored rhinoceros on a TV show that they can watch, Above the bar, that's cool. I'd watch But if that. it's a brewery, <laughs> that's because you're smoking the devil's lungs and breweries. I have another. Uh, Please go, go for it. it. Go for it. So, getting back to the seventh month old baby that is being brought to your establishment, I have I have no problem with parents bringing a baby to a brewery. That, I mean, it's a baby. It's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Also, would it would be hilarious if the baby's first word was a curse word because <laughs> it heard at it at the brewery. Or lager! <laughs> lager! Mean, they can't... Matt Bush! Like, yeah, they can cry and disrupt, but they can't go anywhere or run around right. and right. be rampant. I mean, I, I've had... That's at, a valid point. At, uh, at Easter Market, at my trivia show, I've got a couple. They, they bring their newborn every week. I don't hear a sound yeah. out of that child. That I don't have a problem Every time. with. It's the, but the that's kid, the people 8 that... to 9 p.m., no food. and Food but truck. They do have a food truck now. That's... I mean, that's a, 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 a newborn to however old can't eat solid food. 
So what are you going to do in that situation? The mother's going to bring something. Well, I, I mean, that's that's a question for Matt because Matt was talking about a seven-month-old in a brewery but my point, with no food. my point to that is when they're rocking the baby from 11 to midnight or midnight to 1, that baby needs a schedule, and the schedule is not at a brewery. It yeah, needs to be at well, home in bed. But also, that is that is... our problem to worry about? Maybe that's the parents' problem to worry about. How right. about these shitty parents, though? Let's let's talk about that. That's the issue. Well, but that's but this isn't the shitty parents like, this, podcast. Like, this, I mean, if you want it to be, this, then we've all got stories. Shame. Hold on, hold on. Let's sure. let's all come back down this because a... one of us is a parent in this group, <laughs> yeah. while the rest of us are not. Yeah. So wow. I would love Rob's. Interjection here, because you are the one. Rob, I love how you're just taking all of this in and going, man. Y'all don't know what the fuck (laughs) I'm talking about. So, so let's say I'm going to pose a question. You have a seventh month old baby. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to pose another question. Somebody needs to bring me a beer. (laughs) I do not. Thank you. And you, you go to a brewery. Mm -hmm. You go out to dinner with your wife. Mm -hmm. You have a few beers. Are you staying until close, or if you want to continue drinking, do you grab? to go and I am, go back home and put the baby in bed. I am certainly telling that stay no clothes. There's, there's, for me, there's, there's absolutely no reason for that. Right. I mean, so you're at, not going to rock your baby in the brewery. Oh no, if no. you were within walking distance. What Even if you when I'm in down the block, Rosedale Park and Bistro opening up by our friends yeah. Justin Riopel. That's coming up soon. Yeah, they open up. I mean, still no. That that's still by. I'd say at absolute latest of me leaving is probably ten. Um, we're gone. Too. See, we're, the, we're thi- gone. the thing is, is that when I was younger, I was in bars for a lot longer during the night. And that's because I would typically go like my father used to play softball. And so after the softball game, the match would end at, you know, nine, ten o'clock. And I would go to the bar with all the softball buddies and I would be at a bar where there was something for me to do. So I was at the gathering place in How Troy. Um, I was probably anywhere from six to 10, 6 to 11. So I would go and I would play the arcade games. I would play uh, shuffleboard. And then I would, you know, they, everyone would buy me pizza because I was the kid. Um, there, and there were there other kids in that, the group. But. I mean, I feel like that might be a little bit different because it's more of a group event. It's not just a set of parents with their child out. It's a, It's more of like... I don't want to say party because it's not a party, but it's more of a group atmosphere, and you've got other children to play with. You nope. have other. I, I was the only kid, actually. Okay, just kidding. I was <laughs> the the kid. Like I was basically everyone's kid, but the softball kid. But there were. I mean, it was a group thing. Yes. Your yes. Dad went with with all of his teammates. Yeah. So it wasn't just him looking out for you with your mom. It was a group of people, and you were all there together. However, yeah. I, I think I can chime back in here, even though I was gone for a second. I was Amvet's kid. Like my parents were divorced, and yeah, we're we're here. We're hearing a little feedback. Keep going. So I was Amvet's kid, to where uh, my parents were have Stop been divorced. Stop the damn table. Mine's okay. Fine, yeah, it's you. No, oh, it was you. Jesus, <laughs> got long legs. I'm tall. So. Or it might be me. So <laughs> I would hang out with my dad, and he would take me to the Amvet's, and he would drink his beer, and we play. We would shoot pool, and we get a freezer pizza, and that would be the thing. But he would take me home at nine o'clock because okay. that's when the AMVET said, hey, no more people under 21. Yeah. And that's just like the respect you have for the establishment as well. Like, you I don't. Think nine o'clock is a good cutoff. Not, I mean, there's for, nothing for me to do except play pool, and I'm 
I'm a 12 year old. Yeah. What, what am I going to do? I mean, our our my, our kids their their time to get ready for bed is nine o'clock. So I mean, if it was just me, then. I, even if it was just me, I don't think I would say till close. I, I think still I would be out of the out of the place by ten. But but with the kids, we're probably gone by eight eight thirty, because you know I've I've got kids who are school age. They, I I honestly I don't care if it is a school night or if it is, if it's tonight. I mean even tonight they can stay up until eleven. But you better bet your ass that we're getting our asses home, and you can chill out and you can read a book. You can sit around and just fucking play Connect Four all night. I don't care. But we're we're not. I got into sti- a fight. We're not sitting. I got in a fight in second grade for playing Connect Four. <laughs> they, Is they, that why you tried to play Connect Four with me and lost twice? Uh, no, uh, we, we didn't get violent. I got. <laughs> we did not get violent. No. no, I got violent with one kid. We we threw him into the coat racks in second grade. <laughs> Brandon Vasso, if you're listening to this, I'm coming after you. What's the matter? With I was wait, I was waiting for a. I'm sorry, but no, apparently geez. I'm coming after you. Never. So real quick, um, I'm gonna make sure to cut this out. We're at 40 minutes. Um, just be very careful of the table, um, because any movement of the cables apparently we're getting a lot of feedback. Um, the four of us can hear it, so just be cautious. That's all. Gotcha. Uh, so Brandon Vasos, V A S O S. Okay, Brandon Vasos. If you're out there, Matt says he's terribly sorry, no. and he no. wants to uh, apologize. And, and your dad, he wants to buy you some cheese sticks. He wants to buy you a, a beer. No, he's the kid that graduated. He he wore like a, a like a cabbie's cap, the proper way, like meh, in like 2004. <laughs> So did he say that as he adjusted the brim of his hat? Does he wear a monocle too? I believe he did. Mustache. I believe he did have a corn cob pipe in his senior photograph. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. Oh. Rob, let's go through another news article. Why uh, not? All right, we'll go through yeah, another this one. Bananas. This this one is is kind of a, a short one. I didn't really get a chance to really dig into this one too much. Well, that uh, sounds good. Yeah, no. Uh, but I was kind of going through some of the some Instagram posts, so kind of shout out to Worst Beer Blog on this one because this was this is where it kind of got me in this direction. Uh, but obviously, we no longer have a partial government shutdown going on, although we for don't, now for now because we now. we don't know what's going to happen in the, in the next roughly fourteen days. Yeah, um, we're all going to die. You know the <laughs> the TTB is is back to work. Um, however, the processing time. Uh, has a bit of an increase on the uh, you know the backlog for for malt beverage labels. Uh, currently on their website, it says that it will take an average of fifty three days to process a label request. And oddly it, specific number. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean they they <laughs> they update this thing, and, and it basically and it says on there um, the date at which the last well the labels that they are currently working on. And as of today, it's said that they have not reviewed any submissions sent after December 13th. Oh, my. Jeez. So we are talking a hell of a, of a backlog right now, which uh, there was basically the post that I saw from Worst Beer Blog. It was a repost that came from Off Color Brewing uh, that was saying that bef- the first three days that the TTB was back to work, the average time was 41 days, and now it's at 53. Wow. 
Why does it take so we, long? Now, pri- because all of these yeah. labels are submitted during the right, shutdown. Right, right. Well, I, I understand that. Prior to the shutdown, they were running it, an average of 11 days. Why does it take 11 days to approve a label? Uh, because just, there's, like, sexuality. There's, like, it's one guy who sits in a dark well, office and he's like, bum, no, yes, it's not just no. one guy anymore. <laughs> yeah. there's, I think he's there's, being sarcastic. But it used to only be one guy. I'm, I'm legitimately, sure It used to only be one guy, and he retired two years ago. And his successor came up, and then they gave him, like, six assistants. So there's, like, six or seven people working in this department now. But that's six or seven people reviewing literally thousands of label submissions per month. And it's just one-person signature on Thousands right. per month. So, thousands. All right. So right now, as of uh, January 28th, to date... 9,966 applications have been received by the TTB. To date, like year to, to date? It's it just, just says to date. to date. 2019 to date. So that's 31 it, days, 9,000, that's like 300 a day, right? Numbers? Well, 28 days. Because so, it's as of, uh, so this is as of the 28th. That's, so that's, that's still probably a number. The number of applicants. from yeah. uh, uh, oh, December 21st. Up until po- now, possibly. Now, now, keep it. Now, I will. Now, they it, weren't actually right. tracking. Now, it the does shutdown, include but. distilled spirits and wine labels. Yep. Yeah, because but, TTB is responsible yeah, for that. The, but and beer the micro distilling is lumped is into this. Yeah, and but, yes. but wine just has like a name on, like a in calligraphy. I understand that, still, but it well, still takes time every to do that. Right. You, you have to look at it, and that's one of the things is that one of our future guests is going to be a brand new winery that's coming up over in, I believe it's thirty-two mile. Uh, up in Romeo, yeah, up in Romeo. Or uh, no, that, uh, that, a future yeah, guest, Romeo Westview. Uh, a future guest of ours. Uh, her name is Jessica Youngblood. Her entire family brought into this entire wine industry. They almost, they might miss out on opening and being able to bottle and label their wine because of the TTV shutdown. Jesus Christ! They obviously when you thanks Obama <laughs> when you when you plan for an entire. When, when you plan for a, you know, you're not planning for a government shutdown. You're planning, all right, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. So their labels right now, they've sent everything through. But when you're looking at 60 days and they were hopefully opening in April or May, you know, they're they're gambling in regards to when they're going to be able to open. Right. And that that was a big thing. And we, uh, one of our friends, Cap and Cork, uh, Andy. Andy over there, got some flack in regards to posting a article or a video, excuse me, from Debbie Stabenow's page because Debbie Stabenow during the government shutdown talked about them, talked about this winery because this winery is waiting on labels to open. And when you invest, and especially for a lot of breweries, you're putting in a lot of money. You're putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort. you got a lot of that beer that's ready. You, you, it you also have, costs money to submit every label for approval, yep. too. So when you're waiting for these labels to be able to sell your wine – and as much as wine isn't like an IPA to where wine can age and you're not going to be too crazy, but I think he's trying to offer you a natter day because I, I don't. <laughs> I, so it, it's interesting because I'm reading what the law in, is stated by the government publishing office regarding the applications. You're allowed, It can take – they're allowed up to 90 days to process an application. And, John, you might be a little bit more close, and so correct me if I'm wrong. They're allowed up to 90 days. If the 90 days comes and goes, the TTB can extend it one time only by an additional 90 days extra. So now we're talking 180 days. Mm-hmm. 
And if they do, the TTB has to notify the applicant by letter or mail or some way. If the government's open. Exactly my point. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going to be the that's, big thing. That's going to, and then on top of that, if that if there was some circumstance that allow that you know that they find that is crazy, they can appeal. Guess who's not going to be reading that appeal if they're in a government shutdown? This is you know it's you know it's crazy to think that this shutdown is going to be causing a heartache for all these it's businesses, wineries, breweries, distillers. I mean, just even look at, yeah, at, at Old Nation, because Old Nation had all of this beer that they were set right. to distribute out of state, but they can't distribute. But it was going to New Jersey, okay? It, it doesn't Fuck matter. It's, but it's still the beer that they, it, now it, it's just it still sitting but there. But it was set and ready to go, and they couldn't so, do anything with it right. because of the government. to Michigan. So, and I mean, and, and I think... Send it to Angela in Traverse City. She'll drink it all. Keep in mind, on. folks, this is probably the only time we're really going to talk about politics on this show. Right. Well, it's only how well, politics it's, directly it's not, affects yeah. uh, our, our our industry. I and, mean, yeah, no, I agree. I'm bringing in a real quick, because the thing is, is we're not talking partisan politics. Exactly. I was going to say exactly that. Exactly. No. This is not a partisan issue. It's no. just no. the fact that government was shut down. That sucks. That stopped a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and what you were referencing, yep. Nick, as far as the timelines in there, that 90 days plus an additional 90 days if needed, yep. and blah, 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 blah. That was all put into place when there was literally just the one guy yeah. reviewing everything. Sure. But also at that time – we didn't have to there worry were about only a shop. couple hundred breweries Could in the country. Who that John would be? And like, then, I'm the guy that, like, at, if you're at a dinner party in D.C., I'm like, what do you, I'm the guy that, like, says yes or no to beer labels. Then, yeah. <laughs> I, right. I, but but, but <laughs> I, I'm the guy that, uh, I'm the guy that gave uh, uh, founders a hard time for Dirty Bastard, <laughs> but I let Flying Dog put no shit all over their label. Well, that flying well, bitch. And, 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 and let's, 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 let's bring back a little bit, just because we have, you know, such a eclectic group here right now. You know there yeah, are. Truth. Well, you have Bean Flicker, which is what you talked about earlier, which is definitely a double entendre. Yes. In regards to it, they're talking about coffee beans. You just sometimes they spill out of the bag. You flick them off the fucking counter. <laughs> <laughs> right. No? Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, got muted go. for that. Oh one. my god! No, John Piper Rock. You just, no, John Piper Rock. You just got muted for that one. What is it, guys? No, no, you're <laughs> muted. You're muted. We what also. Is it, guys? There we go. Oh, All right. God. All right. In regards to, like, you, you have all these issues, and we, we've talked about it earlier. We've talked about, not earlier today, but we've talked about um, issues within labeling. And I think there are changes coming around in regards to labeling and what you could do and what you can't. And sure, you have, uh, what's the flying dog? The raging bitch. Raging bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, these are things that are going to change in, in regards to the, the future. Uh, you don't think so? No. It's it's no. funny with with our There's PC precedent. culture now. Okay. Because it and it's only been in the last few years, but everything you say is offensive now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agree. Not, not I mean, touch, not going to touch it. I, it yeah. That's because you're racist all the fucking time, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ev- every it's you have to be. Everybody has to be so careful. You have to choose your to, words carefully. Yes. You yeah. Have to, you yeah, have to Tread yeah. lightly yeah. with with whomever you're with because you could possibly offend somebody and start just a, a shitstorm. Yeah. Of it is everything and with with the culture that it is now mm. and just in the last few years exploded into it's kind of funny that 
these labels are allowed to get away with what they can get away with, like Bean Flicker and Dirty Bastard and stuff like that, having explicit words on there and the bitch and stuff like that. You know, like I mean, I guess at that point, does it become freedom of expression because it's because labels are an art? No, like, because there's there's that pornography channel that. Yeah, but, well, well but, I'm not, but we're not offended. talking about pornography here, well, no, Matthew. Well, we're no, talking no, about labels on a bu- on a glass bottle. I'm just because I'm talking about. I'm just bringing it up as a as a as a conversation point. I can get offended sleep, as a woman, but I think sure. that's exactly no, right. yeah, no, I, I get that. Oh, I well, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I I'm not. That. It's one of my. favorite I'm, I'm just beers, trying to play devil's advocate here. How about your boy? How about your boy? And and we'll we'll kind of segue out of this just because there's such a rabbit hole we can get through. But I think in regards uh, yeah. to it's like a whole show to be well, honest. it it, it, it yeah, is. But is one of the big things is that just because it doesn't offend me doesn't mean it's not offensive. Exactly. Right. And I think I that's agree. the thing I that we have that, yeah. to understand. And that's why we live in a culture right now that's a little more. Uh, you, as you mentioned, a little more PC because Sen- sensitive is that okay? N- not even Very. necessarily sensitive as oh, much yeah. as okay. I, I get um, some yays and nays. Aware. Conscious, huh? aware. How about uh, aware, 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 is, aware, I, I, is, aware is probably a better word. Now Hashtag let's woke. let's we'll we'll bring it back a little bit because there there is something that wasn't racist, wasn't offensive, wasn't and me. It, well, it definitely was you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt. Yeah, you man. know, we had a conversation on our show, and and I'm I'm just gonna bring a blunt. We were talking, what were we talking, Mario Kart, I think, or something like yeah, that, something like that. Yeah, and and you mentioned to Rob about being Donkey Kong. Well, uh, uh, oh, geez. but it, but again, yeah. let's 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 bring it back real quick. I'm right. I'm gonna Contact. I'm gonna you know what? I'm just going to mute, 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 mute. There we go. So in regards to that, it wasn't offensive because there was no offensive take in regards to it you were there was no malice that's that's correct there's no malice i wasn't oh my god i'm calling you know ma- making rob a, a a for for lack of better words a racial slur against black people that exists within the industry and in the industry of life itself not just whatever we'll, we'll talk about it off air but that's the thing is is that it's not it wasn't offensive it wasn't intended but if someone were to be offended by it that's that's would be an issue, not necessarily to you because somebody could take offense to it, but because we know you, John knows you, Rob knows you, Nick knows you, Jenna here just met us, so she might not care. <laughs> you have these things to where it's it's not offensive. Like right. Rob did not a take a, take offense to that, but somebody else might be like, you know what, that's kind of offensive. You remember when you yeah. tried to put him on a cruise ship? <laughs> that was a Rob joke. I told you about those cruise ships. You know, you, you got us once. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See that—that that was the reaction that I had. That's the reaction that I had two weeks ago. John, you never heard that joke before? It's like why don't oh why do black god. people not go on cruise ships? It's like because you got us once. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think we need to take a break here. Uh, we're we're gonna do you one more me. segment and then we're gonna finish the night. We're, we're gonna do we're, we're gonna do right we're gonna do one more news article and we're gonna finish the night. So right. so send us home with one more good article. Jeez, what is oh uh, you know what? All right, you know what? Never mind. Matt is going to do NFL props. Yeah, you're not talking to the microphone and you would hear that if you had headphones on. He's not, he's muted still. No, he's not muted. Oh, he's not, he's, he's on another show. Rob, <laughs> do the prop. Do the NFL props. We're good. We're do good. the NFL props. Come on, yeah. oh, okay. come on. Yeah, we're, we're waiting on you. Yeah. But I say I got super Except cool we can't hear right you. here too. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. so All right, I did the, so I I took this from seventeen pages to five pages. So who's <laughs> who, who's playing in the Super Bowl? By the way. Um. Well, actually, I'd like to congratulate Rob. I, I feel like I'm not because hearing we you on the mic. 
We did a we did he's a not talking into it. Well, we did a segment. Um, the, our first uh, music town segment. Rob picked the Patriots. Hey Matt, can you use mic three? Better. Thank oh, you. Yeah. much better. Yeah. Better yeah. So we did a segment at Hockey Town for our trial run. Rob picked the Patriots to be in the Super Bowl. So congrats, Rob. Yeah. I mean, that was a given, though. Yeah. I picked the Rams and the Texans. So congrats, me. I need a uh, beer, by the way. And and Ken picked the Jaguars and the Patriots or the Panthers. So you lost like five <laughs> times over. <laughs> <laughs> Is there black? Ma- There's still black mass. Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking all this. Fuck you. All right, it. so tell you. Um, does anybody know who's doing the uh, the, the anthem? Uh, uh, it is. I mean, SpongeBob SquarePants. No, it's oh, not. That'd be sweet. I heard. Give me, Actually, give me a second. It's someone doing something. Who, who is doing the national anthem? Gladys someone Knight. big or someone cool? Did you Gladys, say Gladys Knight? Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Are the pips going to be there? No, just um, no. There's no no pips. I say what? Gladys. No, there no. There's got to be pips. I mean, if it's if it's Gladys, Gladys needs her pips. I, I feel like the over under is probably about two minutes twelve sen- seconds. Glad- it's usually one hundred and forty five seconds. Is is the is usually the over under? So that's one minute, uh, two minutes and twenty five seconds. Gladys Knight mm-hmm. is the national anthem with Maroon Five, Travis Scott, and Big Boy as the hat. Okay, so oh god, first, I thought you were saying Maroon Five was backing Gladys Knight. So, no, I was just, no, no, no. I was no, just gonna no. go shoot no, myself in the middle Gladys. of the mouth. I mean, that's the, that's the right do that place for Gladys. Uh, I right, probably right, will. Right. How many times will the broadcast <laughs> mention Sean McVay's age? Over one and a half. Or under one and a half. Who is Sean McVay? Sean McVay is the head coach That's of it. the he, L.A. Rams. Yes, he is. He is thirty-three. He is the youngest oh, the young NFL kid. head yeah, coach. In a he is older than everybody, or he is younger than everybody here except me. Oh, I'm thirty-three. Yeah, he is as well. well and I'm Jenna, 28. she's well, twenty-eight. Yeah, I meant like the the usual host. I apologize. Mm. So <laughs> Sean McVay <laughs> is thirty-three. <laughs> Sean McVay is thirty-three. Over under is one and a half. Over. Oh, I would go over. 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 Jersey number of the first touchdown score, will it be over 26 and a half or under 26 and a half? Uh, first touchdown score? First touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like a, a, you know, 26 and a half is like uh, anybody that's. Uh, I so will, is I it a wide receiver slash. It could be a flanker. End? Well, they always were like number 19. Flanker? The answer is yes. I feel like. It's, I'm going to say it's over. I feel like Patriots are going to be, they're going to make first strike, and that first one's probably going to go to Edelman, uh, I believe. You're going to go under? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Because Edelman's under. like 10 or yeah, 11. He's like 10. Yeah, he's 11. I'm going to go yeah. over. Yeah. It's going to be a screen to it's gonna, It's going to be Todd Gurley <laughs> he because he's Sean, yeah. I know, because Sean McVay is actually going to hand him the ball more than five well, that's, times. No, he's got a... He's Isn't got that a, the guy that they were yeah. talking about earlier? Yeah, right, so, yeah, Sean next, McVay, yeah. Um, number of different New England Patriots players to score touchdowns over... or. Number of different Patriot players to score points over three and a half is minus two hundred. Under three and a half is plus one fifty. So is that, that's three Ooh. touchdowns and a field goal. No, to, and to to score points. To so score points. Just so to a score field goal. The number of players. Point. So it can uh, be like. Does Brady? a quarterback to a wide receiver count as two? No. Two points. Oh. Both oh, it's over then. It's over. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Well, yeah. Total yeah. net yards in the game. <laughs> 824 and a half. That's where they put it at? Is the over-under. 824. Uh, Jenna, what do you think? 824 geez. and a half football yards. Games. You football bo- footballs? Uh, it's okay. Be honest. I mean, I've, I've played fantasy football a long time ago, okay. but I don't. Who was your number one pick of your draft? Do you remember from a long time ago? <laughs> was it Willis McGahee? I think it was Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Adrian okay. Peterson. Good I mean, choice. he was... He was, he was what color year. will be the liquid that is poured on the Dan game-winning Marino. coach? Uh, Green. Or, orange. Purple. So, no. Uh, 
The the winner of the clubhouse is lime green, yellow plus two fifty, orange is four plus four and a half, red is plus seven hundred, clear is point one sixty, plus one six, blue, which is my favorite, is plus four hundred, purple like five plus twelve hundred though. No, it's just like whatever Vegas says. I take I take the orange uh, at plus orange. four. I'm going orange. blue. I go orange. Orange all day. Who will be the first team penalized for holding? Orange is the best game. Uh, oh, Rams. Los Angeles. Yeah. Sue. Who will be the first team penalized for pass interference? Wait, you're talking defensive holding <laughs> before anything. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Uh, that Who will be the first time. team to be penalized for pass interference? Rams. Oh. I hope it's the Rams. It's the Rams. Rams. Um, will Billy McFarlane be caught selling counterfeit tickets to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't even know who Wait, that is. Wait, is that a problem? I don't, I don't know what the problem bet is. <laughs> um, is yes, plus 250. Festival. Yeah, fire fast. Oh, oh, fire. fire. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Not no. Yeah, 60. Well, yeah, he, but, yeah. He, he is, but if you watch the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. There's a Hulu one, too. Yeah, the, the Netflix one, though, you could see like he left Murder. prison and he was working with somebody yeah, else trying to. house s- arrest or something. Yeah, he was I trying to sell now. someone um, like Oscar tickets. Because that would be awesome. So, Will. Will, will a fan run onto the field? Yes is plus 500. No. No is not. No. Plus. Will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown? Yes. Plus 250. No. no. Will a quarterback throw for 400 yards or more in a game? Yes. Oh, yes. Plus yeah. 150. No. 280. Um, I don't know. Probably will not. the first. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to keep. I, I, I can heal it. Uh, what will be the first song performed by Maroon 5 during the halftime show? Moves like Jagger. Which is plus 600. Anybody else want to? I don't know any other Maroon 5 song. It's the only Sugar. song I know, and I just want them one to more die. Ni- one More Night is f- plus 550. Makes Me Wonder is even. Sugar is 900. Animal is plus 700. Uh, Girls Like You is also plus 900. Dude, I put 20 bucks on Sugar. Payphone is plus 1800. Maps would be plus 2200. These are songs? She it's Will Be Loved is that, plus 2200. Yeah, that, like this love, no, it's This Love will be the right answer. Plus that's this, a Pantera like, song. If, if, <laughs> I, if, I were, if I were Maroon 5, I would find too. this bet and like put my entire life savings on it because I know what the fucking <laughs> is going to be. What will be the predominant color of Adam Levine's top during the show? What? Black. Black. How is that a Any other color even. Fuchsia. Actually, it might be white with holes in it. What if he doesn't have a shirt on? Oh, it is Sunday. What if there's no shirt? (laughs) There will be a shirt. You guys got it. He's like that fashionable, like... It's got to have holes in it. Yeah. He's, he's, cool he's I mean, the one that's going to buy a, a, a $100 right. shirt with holes in it. I was right. going to yeah. say, half the photos I'm seeing of him is white and the rest is black. So here's my favorite one. They have holes in it? No. Will the MVP, <laughs> will the MVP of the Puppy Bowl be purebred or mixed bread? <laughs> mixed. Purebred mixed is bread. plus 425. Mixed. mixed is minus 800. Mixed bread. No. Mixed. I'm going with mixed retriever. bread. There is now a cat bowl as well, so <gasps> check it out. Love it. Are you, wait, are you a cat person? I am a cat lady. Uh, what are, what are the cheerleaders? Yes. Aren't they like right gerbils there. or some shit? <laughs> no, uh, hamsters. <laughs> hamsters. Six of one happens But there are the, the cat crow bass as well. The cat acrobats. Cat crow bass. That's great. I, you guys, do you like Monopoly? I, yes. I do enjoy Monopoly. Monopoly. I love have you ever played Catopoly? I have not played Catopoly. I have not Jack played a game of Monopoly in probably Monopoly five years. I haven't years. lost a game of Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly is a great way to lose friends. <laughs> I have it. 
<laughs> I I know a friend who uh, is it Jacques? No, it is not Jacques. I'd like to kick him down a flight of stairs if possible. What's that? Never mind. You like to kick him down a flight of stairs? Is that what <laughs> yeah, you said? Good luck with that. <laughs> I was gonna say you need like a drop kick with a running start to kick that man down a flight of stairs. Yeah. I mean, and he'd still probably look at you and be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> this man, mind you, the first time I ever went to not not on purpose. I saw I went to Warp Tour. I'm in the pit with Billy Talent, mind you. I'm much more athletic at that time because I'm playing tennis so I could actually be in the pit um, and not run out of breath there or anything like that. I fucking never have ran into a person and be launched 100 yards the other way when I ran into my friend Chris, Jock as we call him, at a Billy Talent concert. Yeah. It was the weirdest feeling in the world because when you're as big as me, mind you, I'm 275. I used to play tennis, so I was cardio. I was big. I could move. And I ran that, into this dude. All that DDR, man. All that dance, dance revolution. <laughs> so, Jenna, do you watch football at all? Not so, as much anymore. So, Patriots, Patriots, Rams on Sunday. Patriots are two and a half point favorites. Who? Who? What's your thought process? Tom Brady. So you're picking the Patriots? Yeah, he's the goat. <sighs> Nick, <sighs> it's good. I'm, I'm going Patriots. Robert, I know you're you're probably picking the Rams just out of spite. Because I don't you want them to have the same amount the of rings, goat, man. man. Yeah, it's He's, Patriot. Tom's gonna have more rings than or Tom's gonna have the most rings as uh, the Steelers in general. He, it, by himself, he exactly. will have yeah. the same amount of rings yeah, as Terry the Steelers. Bradshaw rings. Him, that him right. and Bill. That ain't right. Him Brad, and Bill. Bradshaw's got four. Uh, he ought to put them all on one hand and just knock Brady right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But but if it's it's almost so, like Rob, it's almost you, like Thanos, like he gets one Thanos. more. Right, that's right. The, he gets one more. The Infinity and he, he just does a snap, and just like half the league's going to get wiped out. It's going to get ridiculous. That might not be too bad. That would uh, actually be great. Damn, Rob. Damn, damn. You're going. You're just pick the Rams. <laughs> Patriots and get it over or Rams. Ugh, come on, McVay. Fuck him up, please. Well, oh, I, we just gotta give the ball to, to Gurley more than five which times first. I'm like it's completely screwed. It's like both ways because now if the Rams win, then I'll, then now they have the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl, which What's is Mike goal? Tomlin, oh, who currently geez. holds that. Jesus Christ, Pittsburgh Steelers. Head That's coach. your Go problem, yeah. John Pipe Brizzle. Rams, Rams. Dad, damn it, Rams. Now. <laughs> I could give two shits about football. <laughs> give them. Give me your two shits. And also, and uh, please wipe. really, all I know about this is that Tom Brady thinks he's so great. Because he is. He eh. does kiss his children on the mouth. <laughs> That's fucking gross. That's fucking gross. So does gross. David Beckham. That's fucking gross, too. What? But, I mean, you got, you got Boston and L.A. I mean... Boston is basically the East Coast L.A., and L.A. is basically the West Coast Boston. I disagree. <laughs> They're both what? pretty gross towns. They probably are, yeah. I I'm mean, going, my apologies I'm, I'm to going my to friends Boston in both in a towns, week, so. but both of those towns are pretty damn gross in their own ways. But you got Tasty Burger in Boston. I don't even know what that is, and I don't give a shit, because oh, we got plenty so of great good. burgers here. We do. Yeah, we do. Tasty we, that we do. Oh. But uh, I, I got to go Rams. Just because. Okay. Just because. I mean. Lesser of the two Fucking evils? Tom Brady and, and, and these oh, these Patriots, I mean, they've done their thing. They're done. Let them have their You ready their for me? Days. My, I, I have an answer. Do you want to go first and then I'll finish this up? Or? I can do this. Okay. It's the uh, the Matt Stafford litmus test. 
I'm listening. <laughs> the L.A. Rams defeated the yes. Detroit Lions this year. You're doing the transit properties of football? The New England Patriots got whipped by the Lions. We were, we were there for that game. That was fun. Name one thing the New England Patriots did that game. They got whipped. They showed up. They they did. They they were there physically. They lost um, uh, time of possession. They lost turnover. They lost yardage. Carry on Johnson had the first 100 yard rushing game against them since Reggie no, Bush. I don't think Wait, he did. so the it greatest of all time he lost. Did, and I will put money on it. Yes. yes. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. I will put one hundred dollars on it this awesome. second. I think it was no like, way. Week, no. I think no, it was like, no, week, no, I think no, it was like no. week five when he got that first. Yes. $100. Ready to go. Ready to go. Someone 20. hit the table. 20. I'll, I'll do 20. 20. There you go. All right. Somebody's handshake gotta, is made. I, handshake is made. Some, Nick, somebody Nick, will figure it out phone. before we go. Carry on jo- uh, first first uh, game of 100 yards, Lions. Since Reggie Bush. Yeah. That, yeah that's it wasn't the Patriots game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. So we are, while <laughs> while Nick is looking this up and you're about to give me $20, <laughs> Jenna, they can find you at on, do the- I not, Do I not get a, like, a Super Bowl like predictor? I, I escaped. I, I passed He over. did the transitive property. Yeah. He pretty well, first of all. So he's saying that the Rams are going to win. It's going to be a blowout. The Patriots are going to. The only winner here is Gladys Knight. The Patriots will blow Actually, out. everyone who watches Gladys. Tony Let's Romo, he's the real winner here because yeah. he never has Jared to worry Goff, about playing again. Jared Goff is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Actually, Roger Goodell is the only winner here. So let's yeah. see. Mm. Yeah, he's got a point. Patriots 34, Rams 16. All right, wow. we'll, we'll be back next week, episode 165, to figure that out. Jenna, where can they find you on Instagram? The Brew Locker. Can they add you on Untapped or anywhere else, or is there is it just Instagrams? Just Insta. Just Insta. All right. Mm-hmm. So at the Brew Locker, follow her. You actually just got a, a retweet from the beer selfie, I think, too. Always, oh, yeah. For shizzle. You you did. <laughs> you, you, cool. you did. You you showed up <laughs> on my Facebook page under beer selfie. So oh. congratulations, <laughs> I guess. It's like you made it. Cool. <laughs> well, thank John, you, you know. I'm so happy to see you. It's so nice to see you. Um, it's always a pleasure. Do you, do you have anything to plug? Um, I don't know. How much <laughs> right, time great. do you have? Uh, that's <laughs> going to do it for us, but I don't know. Do, do you have something you want to – I don't know what you're well, doing. Well, I, 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 I encourage everyone to um, check out coming up here the first weekend of, uh, of March. Uh, check out the Punchki Run. In Hamtramck. Poonski run Hamtramck. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the spelling, P-A-C-Z-K-I. Just like a good Polish boy. Uh, check out the Poonski run. It's this great 5K that we do down in Hamtramck in beautiful downtown Hamtramck. And we're benefiting a lot of great causes. It's run through the Tour Detroit organization. So nice. just put it into your Googles and type in Poonski run Hamtramck. Get all the info. It's totally beer-related. Um, there's going to be lots of great beer from Motor City Brewing Works and uh, some other great local breweries as well. Can I so. get some Nut Blaster? I don't know. That's Maybe. the Nut Brown and Ghetto Blaster combined together. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have Nut Brown there, but if we do, you can definitely mix wow. the two. I, that's, that's one of my best we beer cocktails. We haven't put together the beer list yet, but 
It's probably pretty easy to do. You know what? I'll make sure that there's at least a six-pack kicking around. All right. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us. Better on Draft Podcast 164. What an interesting show, to say the least. Uh, obviously, you're only going to see half the show on video. The other half is on audio. It is almost 930. Damn. Oh, uh, over and over plenty of, well, I don't know how long we were offline, but there's been plenty of beer. Don't forget to check out mibeerbox.com. That's Michigan Beer Box, mibeerbox.com. You can grab a uh, monthly paraphernalia subscription box from there. Definitely a lot to look through. Uh, we actually had North Center Brewing as the first month. What's the What's the next month? You'll find out if you're a subscriber. You'll find out if you're a subscriber if you're the next month. You also month. have an awesome, awesome discount when you get that uh, this month. And you can get it if you go to mibeerbox.com. You have one more week until we launch. One until more we week. actually send out boxes. There you go. You'll As see us on Channel 20. Or Channel 20, Tuesday, yes. We'll on, be there. On Tuesday. Tuesday, the uh, uh, we got 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th. The 5th of February, we'll be on Channel 20. Along with that, don't forget, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Podcast Addict. We are everywhere you want your podcast. One of the big things we launched this past week is that we archived the first year and a half of our episodes. So you can actually find those on our archive page, which is the Better on Draft archive. So if you search iTunes, you can find it, find all of our old episodes. If not, and you join this feed, you're just going to see episode 74 or whatever. And beyond, the Liberty Street episode with Joe Walter. It's a great episode. Great Joe, guy. I love his guy. hair. You love his hair. He's got great hair. He does have he good does hair. He does have great hair. <laughs> <laughs> love we, you, Joe Walters. We Joe, are, let's get some buff on breakfast. We are better on draft on all socials. Sans uh, Untapped, which is Bod Podcast. So you can find us Instagram, better on draft. Twitter, better on draft. Facebook, better on draft. You can find us each and every Friday when our laptop doesn't explode at 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> That's going to do it. Jenna, John, great to see you guys. The rest of you guys, fuck y'all. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Better on draft.